Hello, everyone, and welcome. Tonight, we've got a very special story for you. We're going to find out why we do not fear the dark. We're going to jump right into things because we've got a, a very fun, creepy adventure. And uh, then we'll start introducing the characters when it is thematically appropriate and we'll learn about them. These wonderful adventurers who are going to go somewhere very dark, quite literally, uh, to, uh, to do something good for a lot of individuals who may or may not be living or unliving. So, as the head of the newly founded, newly refounded Ghost Slayer Order in the city of Licinia, Haven had a reputation as an enemy of necromancy and undeath. Haven, the ruggedly handsome tiefling and blood hunter, had seen many things in his 48 years of life, but never a request as strange as the one he'd received a week ago. An undead cleric had visited his training grounds to deliver a letter bearing the seal of the vampire-infested city Zarketh. Haven's pupils watched with curiosity as he opened the letter, and it, it seemed that the living and unliving citizens of Zarketh were imperiled by a danger, one they felt required the aid of an outsider. The details were vague yet oddly specific. They needed to discuss the specifics of this quest in person on 14 Wood Passage Way. According to the letter, Nix, this undead cleric and courier, would ensure their safe passage to, through, and from Zarkath. In exchange for the removal of a single monster, Chef Gillian Caulfield would send them a shipment of powerful relics, magical relics, to the Ghost Slayer Order. Confused but curious, Haven departed with the undead messenger and stranger, and with his best friend, Brank Tarth, a human ranger and archaeologist, and also taking with him Moxie, a roguish Harrington who regularly aided the Order to pay off a small debt. Having heard of this venture, uh, Paprine Gladspeak, the infamously wealthy noble who bankrolled the new Ghost Slayer Order, and was possibly seeking to establish themselves as a soon-to-be legendary individual within the tale of the time the Ghost Hunters were called to aid the Darklands, added her talents as a warlock to the group, making it a proper party. They traveled for four days before reaching the edge of the Darklands, the realm of eternal night. And if each of the players here could introduce themselves, describe their characters, what they look like, their pronouns, and a little bit of information we might have learned about them while traveling on the road for a week. We'll start with Nick. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Nick. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. And uh, tonight I am playing Haven, a tiefling blood hunter who also uses he, him pronouns. Uh, Haven is a tiefling with light blue skin, uh, icy blue eyes, and his horns almost look like frozen ice uh, crystalline. Um, and he wears uh, leather armor with, with kind of a duster, um, sword on his hip and a buckler on his arm. Um, and I think what the party would have learned about him is he wears a little raven skull necklace around his neck that he occasionally speaks to. Hello, everybody. My name is Janelle Santa Cruz Campbell, y'all. Um, and today I'm playing Moxie. Moxie, uh, so my personal pronouns are she, her. But Moxie is a he, him. Uh, and your boy Moxie is used to blending into the night. And he is, um, yeah, he's, he's a, a Haragon and he is um, used to blending in with the night, so he sort of wears dark clothes. He's a, a bit of a problem in terms of um, gambling uh, and really just sort of wants to make the perfect deal, wants to get the perfect bet, and will uh, do anything that it takes. And 
is very money-driven, obviously, so keeps track of money in a little notebook that he keeps, um, which tracks the debts that he owes, but more, more importantly, the debt that he is owed. Next up, Paprine. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Markia McCarty. Uh, I am a she-they, uh, however, uh, uh, Piperine Gladspeak, who is a, a tiefling warlock uh, a of a very noble blood. <laughs> but before this adventure, people hadn't really heard of them, but of course they have all of this money. They must come from a very noble line. With I'm sure there's a storied history. I'm sure it's not that they made a deal with a genie and that's why they're now a noble um, a la Prince, like Prince Ali, for instance. Prince Ali, fabulous. I'm, I'm sure that couldn't be the answer <laughs> for why um, uh, Piperine is uh, so very, you know, noble and studied and, and everything like that. Of course not. Uh, so, yeah, really looking forward to this uh, very spooky adventure. Uh, uh, Piperine has not been in anything <laughs> like this before. So let's just... Let's just see if uh, they stay noble or if their real character comes out. Next up, we had Omar. Hello, everyone. I'm Omar. He, him. Uh, and usually I play uh, real comedic, goofy characters. But for tonight's Halloween special, I figured uh, I would play uh, Brank Tarth, uh, who's who's quiet and reserved. Um, and while he is uh, affable enough to speak you know, with our friends and our party... Um, he prefers quiet moments and kind of wandering off and being in the woods by himself, uh, is very uncomfortable around civilization and is the lightest sleeper you will ever meet. Very useful trait. Last, but definitely not least, we have Nyx. Who is Nyx? Hey guys, um, I'm Ash and I am playing, uh, Nyx, the... The kind of quiet, um, reborn uh, death cleric. Uh, she carries the holy symbol of the all shadow um, around her neck, and she doesn't she doesn't talk very much, but she writes. She writes a whole lot in her um, black journal. You guys would have not learned very much about her other than she just likes to observe and listen. Um, but she's really great with a bow uh, when need be for foraging. So she's been uh, helping um, get, gather food and, and whatnot. And uh, she has long black hair. She has black eyes and very pale skin. Grateful. So this is... Um quite the party here we have. And uh, I, I guess if, if Nyx's time-keeping lantern could be trusted, they had traveled through these dark lands where the sun does not rise for four nights beyond a mountain pass over hills and through a petrified forest before the great walled city of Zarketh came into view. Those blood-colored lanterns that illuminated the streets almost leering at the party like a toothy grin. Partly built into the mountains, the city of the Still Lake, as it was known, Zarketh, grew around ancient Zarketh Keep, like a fetid bog, bloating with corpses after a war. But as the party neared the outer wall, the tolling of that fortress's great bell roused every soul for miles, amplified by that frozen lake he'd overlooked. Morning 
as it was called, had come to Zarketh, at least in spirit, as no sun had shone for centuries here since the dawn of the dark miracle, the event that brought the birth of true one death. Waiting under the red glow of the city's gate, a young featured elf with white hair dressed in a warrior's garb motioned for the team to approach. Colored natural patterns of glowing blue luminescence marked across the elf's arms, sides, and head. The dull blues striped from the midline of his face down, giving the impression of tentacles below the nose and crescent-shaped half-circles above the eyes, giving him larger and somewhat more aggressive stare. The air seemed chill as the party stepped forward, and he opened his mouth to speak. Service fresh flesh, welcome to Zarketh. What is your business? Why, hello, good sir. I'm Pipperine Gladspeak. Myself and my companions are here to help you in your hour of need, because that is what well-known nobles do. The noble thing again, right? Very, very noble. It's everyone... Everyone knows my family and my background. The Glad speaks. <laughs> oh, yes. Sir, do you recognize this seal? He seemed perplexed initially at the noble. He had not quite expected to be in the presence of one so well-known across <laughs> all lands. Uh, but the letter caught his eye. Interesting. Uh, seal from the royal chef house. He examined the seal a little bit closer, leaning in. This is very interesting. I thought you were here for the upcoming festivities for sure. May I read that? All smugness leaves his face. You're here for that, then. I am sorry I will not delay you any longer. He passes the note back, shaking slightly. Quite all right. Quite all right. Sir, is there something that we should know? Uh, he unconsciously flashes fangs. Nothing. I, I am a vampire. We do not fear the dark. Be about your business and let me do my task. Keep your fangs off my neck and that won't be a problem. I don't have any blood to give you, so I'm sorry. And that fang comment goes for all of the group, by the way. Uh, of course you will be left. You work for the great chef house. You may pass. Thank you. Uh, and Brank starts to walk. Just forward. Yeah, and I, I'm walking, but I'm walking like a little bit in front of in front of break. Yeah, Pipperine has a uh, is using her quarter staff like a a cane, and has a very jaunty step. Just observing. As the team walked down the cobblestones of the main road, signs of unlife began to stir within Zarketh's stone buildings. Much to Haven and Moxie's surprise, everyday people of varying species emerged to sweep, trade, or simply exchange muted pleasantries with their neighbors. At this early morning. Occasionally glancing at the team. I would just kind of wave to them on the way. Hey. Polite waves back and nods. Seem friendly enough. They do all they, seem friendly enough. Do they seem like they mean us any harm? Or is it genuinely just they're letting us go by? So for those who had not been to the Darklands before, the undead here are different than many undead because they are not undead by choice or for eternal lives or requiring the, the drinking of blood. The undead of Zarkath were a different breed. Uh, those who died during the event known as the Dark Miracle came back and ever since 
random souls were brought back to their no longer beating hearts and bodies to live a new life as undead, much to the horror of their former families and friends. Those who found themselves outcast oftentimes found themselves in the darklands and places like Zarketh to forge a new unlife among a community. Uh, as they walked, they saw, for instance, an orcish tavern, a dwarven blacksmith, and a human apothecary all under a single roof. And vampires here were easily distinguishable as armed protectors of the city, and they all took notice of the team. But as you continued past more trade shops, workhouses, and parlors, you were struck with the incredible diversity the city contained, its residents only seeming to share one thing in common, and that being, again, undeath. Dozens of accents were heard before even reaching the site of a, an inn known as the Shambling Inn. And as a corner was turned, Nick's indicating the direction of the wooden passage way, marked as such by its renowned wooden bricks. A crew of five skeletons bearing metal implements looked down the team's face. I stare back at them, like trying to... Uh, intimidate on behalf of the party. I ready my bow. Haven is looking very uncomfortable and definitely has his hand on the basket hilt of his rapier. Within a few moments, uh, an older uh, gentleman stepped in front of the skeletons, waving his arms, a weary looking older necromancer. Uh, the, for, forgive my overworked force, he begged. And after a few moments, the skeletons were revealed to be part of a construction crew, their metal implements being shovels and other pieces of equipment. It's no problem. This is quite peculiar. If we were anywhere else, we'd be battling for our lives right now. Yeah, normally I say the only undead is a dead one, but in, in this case, I guess... That's what I say all the time, too. Even in death, you're still working. Oh, that is depressing. What a hell that is. Capitalism, am I right? <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll have you know, they actually, I, I contracted the corpses before every one of these workers died of natural enough causes and their families were compensated. Natural enough, yeah, we got it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not my business. I'm just a humble work crew necromancer. Have a pleasant morning. He shuffled by with his group in silent clickety-clack step behind him. Uh, I will say that Brank does not take his eyes off of the necromancer and is also, like, gripping, uh, similar to you, Nick, like, his short sword. One has to wonder exactly when their term of service would be over. I mean, usually death is, you know, that's... They can't argue with that. Once you're dead, it can't make you work, but... Does do when things start falling off, then they are able to stop working. I'm pretty sure you just put the pieces back together and care, let them carry on with their day. Oh, that is depressing. Well, at least they can pay off their debts they had in life if they keep working after death, right? Ooh, yes, debt. I'm not certain what that is. Ha ha ha. I don't have that anywhere. We're aware as they're kind of talking, like Nick's kind of just like rubs her like chest. You okay, Nick's? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Shall we, uh, shall we continue? Shall we yes. carry on? Uh, let's go. Of course. The team continued down the red-lit roads and passages of Zarketh, led now by Nyx, who seemed to know their destination, until they reached it. 
A wrought iron fence surrounded a campus of tall stone buildings. Lacking light or grass, the dead gray courtyard instead contained wooden poles atop which were caged a hooded birds. A seal was crafted immaculately under the gate's entrance. And that was all. There was no lock on the gate. What kind of birds are these? These appear to, to be a mixture of doves, albino ravens local to the area, and crows of sort. Haven, when he sees the albino ravens, you'll see he'll kind of clutch that raven skull pendant and make a, uh, a holy gesture for his order, like in the direction of, of the ravens in particular, and just mutter a prayer under his breath to the raven queen. Mm. The prayer was muttered. Did they open the gate and continue through? Yeah, I I kind of stepped behind uh, Brink, like in an effort to like push him forward to push to open the gate first, but like in a cool fashion, so I don't look like like a wiener. So I just kind of like back up, but then put my shoulder behind his and kind of like. <clears throat> Brink will turn back around to you, Moxie, and say, "This place is unnatural, and the sooner we finish our mission, the sooner we can return." Yeah, the sooner, right? So <clears throat> we just get on it, get on with it, right? Uh, Brank's gonna take like a second to just stare right at you, Moxie, and then turn and then open the gate. The gate groaned open, and the path to the massive wooden doors of the center building was now straight ahead before them, between the rows of birds. I um I take a look at the ground as if like oh I'm looking at something, but I'm trying to uh, let the rest of the party go in front of me. So I look at, like, like, I'm like, oh, like, I've been down, like, in front of Haven, like, what's this thing? Make sure to have my shield up, uh, just kind of looking around. And, uh, can I give a perception check and see if I okay. see anything? Yeah. Sure thing. Dirty 20. Ooh! Wow. Uh, no dangers were ahead of the party between them and their destination. This was... The hollowed grounds of one of the powerful chef houses, which had sway within the Darklands, as it was said. This one in particular, the seal was noted in multiple locations throughout, was a tipped drinking glass filled with souls instead of liquid, which Nix knew to be the seal of the chef house Caulfield. Hmm. Okay. We're going the right direction. Wait, but, yeah, but what is that, though? Nix knew that to be straight ahead through the doorway to meet with their contact. Uh, the, the thing of souls? That's what that is? Or, I call it the thing of souls. I, I think the proper term is reliquary. But thing works too. Oh, I'm a, yeah. I'm going to call it the that's, thing of souls. I'm sorry. I just, just mansplained reliquary. That was my bad. I, I should, I'm just going to, I'm going to call myself out here and I'm going to, I'm going to back out of this one. Wow. Should you care, Nix now has additional information on the topic, which you could read dramatically or not. It's up to you. Okay, okay so so this thing of relic, Harry, but you know, thing of souls, because I trust you. You 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 know you said things. So what think? What would what that do? Well, the allure of uh, eternal life losses. It's magic after the first few centuries, and many vampires in particular have found their worst enemy to be boredom. Uh, a fiend, uh, best 
combated by a new experience and many numerous spices life has to offer yada 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 it said that some of the most ancient vampires grew bored of blood and so employed uh, creative mortals to find new and creative meals that they could stomach you know um, meats from all corners of the world rare substances uh, that well you know deadly potions to poisons to mortals induce strange and new effects on the undead and magic infused delicacies that are sometimes terrible in their um hmm, that word the chefs that were success were given power servants and great houses to experiment and expand these great chef houses while um Entirely of the living are a special kind of royalty that caters to the most powerful creatures of the night. And yeah, that's that's what it is. Copy that. Yeah, there's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. I don't know how I stored all of that information, but I did. So, Nick, are you saying we shouldn't eat at any of the restaurants in this town? I mean, you can, but um, I... I yeah, I think I'm good with my trail rations. I don't have to eat, so... Must be nice. It really is. There's none of that problem anymore where you have to fight about what you want to eat. What about uh, the when it comes out the other end? You don't have to do any of that anymore either? Oh, no, no. No, no blood. No. Mm, being undead might not be so bad then. I don't know. I, I quite enjoy eating. There's so many different flavors and, and cakes... No cake? Ever? The other thing, I mean, it just takes time. You know, it just takes time out of your day when you can be doing something else. Well, I it's, highly it's, miss chocolate, though. It's good time use. What do you say? Time is money. It's true. But, uh, yeah, I think we should, should carry on forward. Uh, we're not very far from where we need to be at. Like, not even pie. I mean, I, I, Captain, you were the one that gave us that crazy, like... I just asked what the thing of souls was. You know, it was all this information that I had stored deep inside about all this, and, and uh, you, you now you have it. I appreciate that. And Oops, knowing wait. is half the battle. No pie, no ale. Oh, I do miss wine. Chocolate and wine was my favorite. It's, yeah. it's like a human scream pierced the air. Its origin immediately known and determined by Piperine and Nix, coming from a nearby cage. Oh, dude. I think I would pull out my... Yeah, uh, same. Yeah, a short sword. Uh, Brank is on the run with two short swords in hand. Yeah, uh, Pipperine is uh, following right behind. There appears to be uh, uh, the people in trouble. Nobles help. I, I know this. I've read that in a book. As you continued running through the rows of birds, more of them opened their beaks and gave humanoid shouts and screams, while no coherent words were understood, the fear and panic could be felt by all present. Uh, can I do, like, a perception check to see that the sound is coming from the birds and not from, like, a humanoid? It's very confusing, but as they rise, you notice that it's coming from around you. That's about it. You're not sure. You don't see people in danger, but you do see a bunch of birds. I, and it's not that I really have anything in this, but can I try, I don't know, animal handling to get them to calm down? Ooh, that sounded like a fantastic idea. Let's see. I've only got a plus one in it, so. Oh, well, <laughs> I rolled an 11, so it's a 12. Piperine was able to I'll let you describe how you're calming them down, because this is interesting to me, too. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, Pipperine starts uh, with her with her talons. She's uh, lightly uh, raking it along the sides of the cage, kind of like when you do with like crystal, where it starts singing. But she's able to like start uh, hitting the cage at just the right um, tone, <laughs> like a, and then she starts uh, do matching it with her tones, like it's all right, you're fine, it's good. Kind of a, a, a little bit Disney-ish uh, with it to uh, calm them down. The screams decayed into a murmur of fear, shivering and huddled sounds as the large two-story doors ahead quietly opened and revealed a crooked wooden workshop beyond as a short woman with dark features, a red tunic and bone armor stood calmly in its doorway. Uh. Ha. Hello? DM, do I know who she is? Uh, yes. Uh, you know this woman to be, in fact, Regella of the Still Lake. She is a necromancer, a very powerful OSS, O-S-S, necromancer, one who deals with bone, the shaping and reshaping of bone matter. That is her specialty, and she is one of the better ones in Zarkef. Uh, she is a generally feared individual. And in fact, she's the one who gave you the job on behalf of Chef Caulfield, um, Chef House Caulfield. And now she stood before you with a bored expression that did not falter as she appraised the party and motioned them to follow in. Glad you made it. Please follow me. She's, uh, a, she's a joy, really. Have the ravens quieted? They have. They, they were calmed by Pipperine's... Uh, I don't know what you would call that. Uh, mm -hmm. Soothing sounds. The, the crystal resonance. Since Nick said she's a joy, it kind of seemed like she knows who she is. So I'm, I just, I just start following this person, the bone armor. Regala. Yeah, I'll sheath my um, short swords and also follow. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Crooked mm -hmm. workshop was lined with tables and the preserved remains of various creatures, either in sleep-like state or possibly, well, let's not go there. But the sounds of Regella's bare feet walking along the stones with stark contrast to the echoes the rest of the party that followed behind her. As she approached one of the many doors in the far end of the workshop, the shoulder pads of her bone armor creaked and stretched and reformed into a scepter which she affixed to a handle the door in front of her, clicking at 45 degrees before sliding its scratched and faded face open quietly. Beyond a hexagonal room lit by red candles was clearly a wizard's study, with books and some manner of ritual circle on the far end. She stepped onto the far end of the room and calmly sat in a very comfortable-looking chair, the bored expression still plain across her face. Service, and on behalf of Chef House Caulfield, thank you for coming to the aid of Zarkef. We uh, are happy to be of service. Milady, I'm not quite sure what the pleasantries are here in this town. Uh, I'm Moxie, by the way. What, uh, it seems like uh, Nix might know who you are, but uh, the, yeah. Uh, you want to give us your name, lady? 
I am Regella of the Still Lake. I'm not a chef, but I am employed by House Caulfield and I'm a mouthpiece of the house for the duration of this transaction. Say no more, mouthpiece. And Regella, can you provide us some more information about why exactly it is you called us here? Please say more, mouthpiece. I am curious also who all of you are. I know Moxie has the Moxie and uh, the two individuals from, of course, the Order. But I don't know you. She looks over toward uh, Piperine. Oh, I, I am uh, of oh, noble God. blood. <laughs> you probably have heard all about my family. I'm Piperine Gladspeak of the Gladspeaks, of the very, very well-known and noble Gladspeaks. And I am, of course, here to help and uh, in any way, shape, or form through money, which I have plenty of, very, very old money that I can, I can use, utilize, if that is the kind of help that you need. Um, otherwise, I'm just trying to spread the Gladspeak name around. And of course, these are my companions, <laughs> who know me very well as a noble. I don't know her. Can you roll a will-saving throw? <laughs> <laughs> I was already said wisdom. Is a wisdom-saving throw? Wisdom, wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> Regella's eyes glossed over for just a second and went back to normal. I have heard of you. <laughs> I was unaware we had royalty coming today. This is exciting. Oh, uh, yeah, just just call me Pipperine. That's no need for, you know, titles or, or whatnot. And uh, within Pipperine's uh, uh, clothing, she just kind of has her hand on something <laughs> inside of her of her cloak. And then she... Now her hands are back out. Can I clock that? Can I roll to see if I clock that? I want to know if I, if I yeah, I want to see if I, if I, if I notice that, because Pipperine is is a little bit misperfect, and I want to see if I notice something her slipping up a little bit. Um. <laughs> Moxie noted that Pipperine herself did not appear to be doing anything, uh, but some sort of magical transaction took place and regala appears to be under some sort of minor charm influence though it is unclear the exact source it was not piperine proper i don't say anything about it yeah i just want to be i just want to keep it under my hat regala uh continued uh again the head of uh, our house regrets not being here in person for one such as you of course but um, she was right about two things uh, in, in calling you here. The threat to Zarkath and hiring an outsider to deal with it. And what exactly is the threat to Zarkath? She opens her mouth a few times and closes it. She's very clearly hesitant to speak on this. Yes, it is a sensitive matter. She muttered to herself quietly in infernal. Okay. So the chef houses are responsible for bringing new culinary experiences to older, more powerful undead. And while we were trying to do this, one of the chef houses, but something went wrong. And the experience that we tried to present to the Lord of our keep kind of did not uh, enjoy the preparation process and escaped, killing 12 vampire knights while it fled. Jeez, is it, I mean... The thing I mean, is, it now is a clear danger to everyone within the Darklands. 
Do you have any more description of whatever this thing was? Regella's expression shifted from a, a brief hint of fear, perhaps, to shame. I believe it is a mix between a lion, a serpent, and a griffin, but have not personally been able to look at the thing. And forgive the additional questions. Is this thing of an undead nature, or is it still of flesh and blood? Regella played with a bone ring on her finger, still not meeting your gaze. It is a living beast of hatred and raw anger. It's said to be a creation from a time when the gods of light and chaos were in harmony. And having been in its presence, I can attest to this. Okay, uh, where was it seen last and how can we go get it? Uh, it is roosting in an old tower on the mountain on the far side of town, feasting on anyone unfortunate enough to pass by. And you do not want to face it outdoors, so I've been hard at work on something. I have these markings here to teleport you within 30 feet of the tower so you are not ambushed. Once inside, you must make it so the beast cannot hurt anyone else, and you are free to return home. If seven nights go by and no one is harmed, we will send payment to your order an array of powerful magical artifacts, as promised. Okay. So what do we say? I could use the currency after, well, after what happened. I could use currency. I mean, I know Pipperine doesn't need it because, of oh, course. Don't, don't oh, yes. Them. Well, you know, my family from way back when, generations upon generations of you know, just sitting on money and currency. So I, I, I do not require that part of it. In fact, the rest of the party can split that amongst themselves. But I, I would, I would, I would like the status. Uh, I, I would like that spread far and wide, preferably. Great. Wait, we I can would, split that. That I sounds would, real I good. I would like the status. Uh, I, I would like that spread far and wide. Listen, we can uh, preferably. Uh, this, this is for the good of all undead, so it would be known that you have done this. Oh, lovely. Then, 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 yeah. You know, maybe you don't need to repeat my name too much about that. You know, just, uh, uh, she could take the status. I'll just take the money. <clears throat> Pepperine Gladspeak and the Gladspeak gang. Wonderful. Call me that, and I think I might have to punch you. <laughs> Brank. You shouldn't have problem tracking down a beast like this. No, not at all. Uh, we'll take these marks and, and get within range. And and after that, uh, it should be quite a simple hunt. We follow where it roosts. Simple as it simple does, and we got this in the bag, babies. What'd you say, Pepperine, Pepperine and the, the, the Gladstone gang? Pepperine, Gladspeak, and the Gladspeak gang. Gladspeak, oh god. Okay. No. Uh, Gladspeak is well known here in the Darklands, at least by me. But uh, if you have no further questions, or if you do, I'm happy to answer them. But uh, otherwise, I will be glad to teleport you to your destination within 30 feet of the tower where it roosts. And we won't be ambushed, right? You do not wish to be ambushed. You'll be ambushing it. No, I don't, I, we're not going to get ambushed. Where you're dropping us off is a safe spot, right? Nice and safe. 30 feet from it, yes. We're in the Darklands. The tower. Where do you think any of this is safe? I do have a question. I don't know. My ears have been bleeding since I met Pepperine, so I don't know what to tell you. It's Pepperine, but I forgive you. I do have a question about the actual monster, uh, this beast. 
Have you noticed if it had any resistances when it was about? Like, did fire look like it worked normally on it, for instance? I assume you fought back. <laughs> it can emit sunlight from its body. Not sun like light light, but actual rays of the sun. And that is how it got loose and killed 12 vampires. We know that fire is perhaps not as effective as most things. That is as far as I know. What else did you try? That's not the only thing you tried, right? Just fire? It killed its entire uh, host of vampires. I simply averted my gaze at the time, blinded as I was. Can I do a history check um, to see? Because this is an ancient creature, right? And I feel like my character would have a background of at least some research to do with that. You, uh, you, you've heard a word. Uh, that that's about it, and and that word is is maybe one you've read, so it's being transmitted to you in a way that you can perhaps misread or read accurately, depending on if you have an interest in it. But that's what you know. Okay, uh, I'll keep that to myself for now. Um... Uh, Travis, uh, tell me if this is if it was just a throwaway comment, but you mentioned earlier that uh, Rubella muttered to herself in uh, Infernal. Oh yes, you yeah. said the phrase. How will I say this correctly? Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't something like, I'm going to betray you all. Uh, <laughs> whispers a curse and we just walk right into it. And we're like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's come into your, your strange uh, workshop. Language um, is quite important. And if you do speak a language and I say there's a language being spoken, mm -hmm. I have the translation. And if you'd like a private message to you, I can certainly do that. Okay. But for the benefit of the party, I'll generally say it aloud. Um, well... Uh, gang, Gladstone. I don't remember what it was. Oh, we all it's on board. It's Gladspeak. Don't make her say the whole thing again. It's, okay, it's Gladspeak. Pippin Gladspeak and the Gladspeak gang. Oh, okay. I'm not going by that, but okay. Oh well, Pippin Gladspeak and the Gladspeak band. I think Regella. I think we're. It sounds like we're all on board. We are ready. Yeah. Regella stood and swiftly led the party to stand in the center of the arcane circle, which in itself did not seem malevolent. She glanced at them all, verifying that she had their express consent to teleport them to the agreed location, exactly 30 feet away from the tower in which the beast roosted. A beast, she repeated aloud for the first time, known as a uh, Shalkardri, which means something perhaps an abyssal. Uh, Pipperine knows abyssal. Uh, I also do, yeah. <laughs> all right. We all took the same. As do I. <laughs> yeah. We would all know then that it translates to brazen serpent. Mm. Um, and for those who don't speak, uh, I would share that information out loud. Uh, unless they said otherwise, and she had their consent to teleport them, she began a brief incarnation in Infernal. Which translates to... Divine All Shadow guide them on the path of swift vengeance. And moments later, the team simply wasn't. Then was, 30 feet from the ruins of an old tower made of stone. It also approximately three feet in the air. That was not good. As they fell toward the snow and ice-covered ground, sliding toward the edge of a nearby cliff, hundreds of feet or more above the city, they each required a dexterity saving throw. I didn't sign up for this. Oh, no. And the party died. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, dexterity, baby. 
Yeah, we all have dexterity, baby. We just rolled very low, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, no, I'm your, you're my party, my bad. Yeah. Moxie was the only one who found sure footing. I had to do a hop. Powerful feet and used to fall some three feet. Surface area, baby. Uh, the others, however, began very quickly sliding and had uh, two rounds to do something. We're going to do uh, what equates to kind of a skills challenge if you've played 4E, where <sighs> you can use any skill you have or any action or any magic spell and you can justify it. And we need more successes than failures. And we're going to need the number to be four, one for each person who is in the process of falling off a cliff. Uh, you can pick the order you'd like, or you can roll initiative. Uh, picking an order might be easier, so let's just allow you to choose what you would like to do as you're speeding down. And you've got a requirement of four successes before four failures, before something bad forefalls you. So I think Haven's instinct would be to take out his rapier and basically try to stab it into the ground. To nice. and like hold on and probably maybe like reach out for nice. someone if this works well yeah. um so i don't know if that would be uh if that would be like an attack uh or acrobatics or an attack. okay yeah like i'm attacking the ground whatever instead. you're strongest in yeah. you're gonna attack the ground with uh with your strength the okay. only gimmick here is you can't use the same skill <gasps> twice mm -hmm. okay um so i gotta say anyone team. no one else can attack oh sorry everyone if i took 17. that one not take it take it yeah, go for it. Yeah, Describe for what it. happens as you're you're now veering toward the edge of this uh, icy cliff overlooking hundreds of feet above town. Yeah, I kind of picture that sort of uh, scrabbling, you know, trying to get to my my sword and pulling it out at the last second and turning around and just jamming it into the ground and then reaching out for whichever of the party members is closest to try to catch them. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of feet below, small children are confused as it rains snow again and ice. Very happy of this little phenomenon. Who is next? Uh, Pipperine is going to try to do uh, acrobatics, like, um, like, but the moves are going to be like street moves, which is very interesting for her to to do that to just kind of like flip. Oh, okay. Uh, and what does that look like on the final success, uh, kind of landing near the edge? Yeah, it's it's like a, up to this point, Pipperine has had like stature and has been walking around, but like uh, starting to slide down this uh, cliff ledge, it's like that snaps away and all of a sudden it's like scrabble, scrabble, and then like this like kind of flip spinny thing that happens uh, with her legs and she, <laughs> she ends up in a, uh, let's say a, Black Widow like <laughs> at the end, but it, it was looking very, it was just looking very like, where'd she learn that? She's not from the streets. Yeah. You hear um, a small voice in the background of your, like, almost a whisper, a, a quiet whisper. Great job, glad speak. Your patron somewhere from far away. Yeah. Who's like, next? Uh, I, I will say that as even though I avoided all thing, I, I do turn around and I, I am tr like extending my my arms trying to help the rest of the party. I'm not just like yeah. <laughs> Are you going to use a strength or acrobatics or? I'm going to use. I think I want to use. Um, yeah, I'm going to try the acrobatics. Yes, since my dexterity is pretty decent. I was going to actually describe Mokju just standing there watching you all fall off the cliff at the end. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I I mean I I will say it took Moxie a beat. Like, I, I was standing there, and then I was like, yeah, you know, nailed it. And then I'm like, uh-oh, where are my friends? And I turn around, ah! You know, 
dollar signs in my eyes. Let's go. Who are you trying to uh, to, to stop? Uh, I will say I, I take a look at everybody and then I actually do like I extended my hands blindly and then I, I see uh, Pipperine and then I kind of just like like move 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 it over one <laughs> like one other person like whoever is next to me. Oh, no. I go I go oh, and then I go <laughs> like the next part. So I I will say that um I'll I'll uh, extend it to uh to just to Brink and um and over to uh to Haven. So those are the first two I see. Just because Nix is like a little bit creepy, you know. So I'm just like. Yeah, so I, I have my arms out to them. Brink is now moving slower down, uh, which which leaves us with Nyx. What's Nyx doing to try and... Nyx is going to use religion, and I will explain how she's going to do this. Ooh. She is going to pray to her goddess, and she's going to say, if it is my time, it is my time. Uh, but if not, she's going to try to, because she's like falling down, right? And it's snow, so she's going to oh, yeah. try to, like, maybe dig her hills into the ground. And maybe if her religion is high enough, maybe her goddess might help. I'm, I'm, I'm here for this. Okay. This is delightful. So, While sliding down, uh, suddenly there was a ledge of snow that Nyx wasn't sure was there before. There was a slight bit of a moment of, of faith where prayers may have been answered. It's still unclear. Uh, Brank also had been stopped thanks to Moxie's efforts. Um, and, and it appeared that now all were perhaps 38 feet away from this tower, but safer. The tower being a sad lopsided display of what centuries of neglect could do to even the most impressive of structures. Uh, I'll just quickly add, Brank isn't used to um, like associating with people so moxie saving him it like kind of shakes him a little bit and so he turns to you moxie and uh th thank you very much you got it we need we need all we can get right uh yes uh but but thank you thank you Ugh. haven will pull himself up dust off i hate cliffhangers yeah. just have to have a little faith that's all I think we need to have some words with that Regella when we get back to town about the nature of her teleportation. Probably. Yes, I agree. Hey, at least we weren't ambushed. Yeah. Haven heard a small mumble uh, coming from perhaps a necklace or pendant he might have been wearing. A voice from the past. Well, she is a necromancer after all. No one else seemed to hear it. Um, I'm going to extend my hand out to uh, Pipperine. Oh, Pipperina, take the hand and stand up. Is, it, is anyone hurt? I, I, I'm, I'm quite fine. That was a, a bit, well, surprising. Was not expecting that, but it looks like our, our band of uh, adventurers can handle themselves with a bit of help, of course. All right. Should well, we continue? Yes, I think so. Let's make our way up to the tower. 38 feet was not a difficult trek. Whatever had entered the tower had definitely done so through one of the windows which seemed to have been crushed inward. So many stones crumbled. Only Brank passively noticed that the ice around it seemed cracked and melted in places as you reached its large door made of iron. This doesn't feel like a great idea heading in here, but 
Uh, does it, Travis, does the building look structurally stable? Perhaps it was structurally stable when it was crafted mm -hmm. many centuries ago, and it's got a little bit of a lopsided to it, and the windows kind of crushed in as if it was hit by a giant boulder, perhaps, okay. on one side. So it has a slight lean as you get a bit higher up. But okay. It's, it's generally still upright, but you would not want to cast a loud spell like a, a thunderous Mm -hmm. spell inside yeah. all come cumberly down and you said that there is a door there is uh the old door made of iron if uh everyone else all right if i open this yes uh as long as it is not too uh loud i suppose be my guest yeah uh, right ahead. haven will um grab the raven skull and hold out his hand and his eyes will sort of go glossy uh white and he'll use thaumaturgy to if the door is unlocked, instantaneously Ooh. open it. The spell worked with full success. The door thematically crashed open soundlessly. Uh, I guess that would be an oxymoron there. <laughs> Rattled open. A vibration, but not a, not a noise. And inside the tower seems somehow three times larger than its exterior. The space within, magically enhanced. Uh, I'm going to pat Haven on the shoulder, because that was... A great way to get that door open. I look over at Haven and I go, just like a, <laughs> no, like, like, it's like his way of going like a nice, but I'm not, I don't want to be too nice to you. So That's fair. You got to keep me humble. I appreciate it, Moxie. Well done, Haven. And, and Pipperine puts a, <laughs> puts a coin in his palm. Thank you for getting the door. <laughs> You've got to stop tipping us, Pip. You you just uh, he's he's speaking for the rest of the party. Not speaking for me. <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, I guess let's head in. Yes, let's go within the tower. A mass of of cloth was displayed at the bottom. Various uh, remains of sorts from from creatures consumed. What kind of creatures are we seeing here? What is this? Ooh, that's a good question. You can only have perception and you'll okay. see how, ma how many details you can Okay, discern. yeah, I definitely want to know. Still, the, that strange, uh, the, the unique gray color of the, uh, the elves of this land, uh, the, the Delvin, they're called, with their... Delvins, right. With super glowy uh, patterning, the, almost like a fungal algae. Four of the bodies were those. And you could tell there were four because they, in fact, were different colors of, uh, of patterning that did not line up. Additionally, there were other creatures that were less coherent, distinct, and pieces okay. of... I, I just mutter under my breath, Delvin. And then I kind of just like point at them to indicate to the party like that's what they are. However, as uh, that was the only thing that the party had time to do before... A massive lion-like creature with six sets of wings and a wide crocodilian head at the end of an impossibly long neck, beautiful and terrible all at once, descended upon the team, having already made noise outside and caught its attention. The roll initiative. Well, it's a very intimidating monster and also very ravenous, and uh, it is intimidating as it flies out through the air. Um, we'll do this. It does not get a surprise round, but all of you are quite shaken by seeing this beast. It is... This was a creature forged by the gods of light and chaos. And it is a being that reflects 
these ideals equally in a way that is terrible and grand all at once, please make a wisdom saving throw just to, to not be stunned for your first round. And that you'll, you, basically it's, it's, it's way of trying to impose a surprise attack even though it-, it Okay, yeah, yeah, no, this is, this is a frightening beast. Okay. I'm gonna pee my pants. Haven, uh, what are you doing on this round? As, as you don't quite know what's happening yet, you're the first, you see this creature coming toward all of you. This is the creature you were brought to the Darklands to destroy. Or stop. Uh, Haven will pull his um, rapier out and there's a, a little, um, kind of like a little spike on his hilt that he pushes his thumb into, um, drawing forth some uh, beaded blood that will then seep into the blade uh, to activate his cold crimson right. So I'll activate that. I think that's my bonus act. That's my bonus action. How far away is the creature from me? Let's see. It's currently 15 feet in the air away from you on its way down. Okay. So it's not, okay. It's not within, um, within range. Uh, in that case, I would like to ready an action. Uh, to basically make a melee attack with my rapier if it gets close. I've got my my buckler out ready and just kind of entering fighting mode. For simplicity and speed, I will let you make the attack now because it is cool. going to be close. <laughs> um, I want to use Blood Curse of the Marked on it uh, to uh, basically, um, I just kind of point my finger at him uh, and just get like a little glint in my eye uh, and like a little single, uh, little thin blue ray fires towards him anyway sorry i'm gonna make an attack let's see it's all 12 12 12 will not hit i'm sorry okay I'm so that's sorry. fine sorry. that's what i thought I was like no worries oh, 12 yep, um, no worries moxie yeah what did that look like to moxie how did they not do anything epic this turn um creature came down to consume them so moxie is frozen in fear and it, it's creatures flying correct is this creature, creature flying, flying down? Indeed flying. Okay, and so that is that is one of my biggest fears is um, creatures that are flying because given the fact that I'm a, you know a, a woodland uh, humanoid, and so I as soon as I, I see that I remember tales that I heard from goblins that that raised me of these these terrible flyers that would come and destroy the village and steal babies, and I I. In that moment, feel like a child, and I stand still in in terror. And I go to I I eventually try to grab my short sword, and I drop it, and I have no idea where it's landed. Oh no, that is quite terrifying. Um, brought back to childhood, eyes like a deer in the head, or a rabbit in the headlights uh, of of this giant uh, creature. We now move on to Brink. Uh, I'm going to step in front of you, Moxie, and block you. And I am going to pull out my... I'm going to pull out my longbow, and I'm going to take a shot. Um, And also, um, which is great. I'm so glad that hits. Because I have Dread Ambusher. So I also, since this is my first attack in a round of combat, I also get to deal an additional 1d8 damage. Uh, And I will say that much like... When I uh, had saved Brink, uh, I will my my um, fear was broken from the arrow hitting, and I was woken back into uh, reality. And then I just like look over in disbelief at Brink, and I 
I don't say anything, but I'm trying to say thank you. Uh, and I think that that sort of like bond is what inspires that. So I get a total of 16 points of damage. Oof, amazing. Um, and then I look back and give like a nod. The arrow lands firmly in the creature's face, just as a, a clarifier. It was a very beautiful shot. Yeah. For uh, the action, uh, it's going to cast Mirror Image, uh, doing three illusionary duplicates of uh, of herself like uh, around, so she ha- has that cast uh, for for the bonus action. Uh, and uh, I, I've noticed that sometimes this depends on the on the GM. Are you okay with my bonus action, me doing a cantrip? Yeah, I'll let you do that. Okay. You're, you're an epic hero who has been never in an adventure, but always around them. So now this is your time to shine. Then uh, I would love to do Eldritch Blast <laughs> with that. That would be cool. Uh, I, I think I think that ends up missing. It's a ten. Oh no! Yeah. So the shot goes very close to the creature, which uh, the arrow actually knocked it further down than it would have have been. So it was it was not your fault. The shot was perfectly lined. I'll I'll get it the next time. I. I'm a little rusty, little rusty. It it come back to me. Uh, I'm still in a little bit of shock, so I just say it's a nice shot. And then now we have uh, Nyx leading uh, the end of the round before the creature reaches you. And I did not get stunned, correct? You were not stunned, no. Okay, so seeing looking death in the face again doesn't really affect her very much as she watches this creature descend uh she is going to look at her teammates and see that no one's hurt yet and she's going to cast guiding bolt we love a guiding bolt that's going to be a 17 to hit 17 will definitely strike the beast and it is now illuminated even more than it was before Ooh. wow if you were to strike its head uh, with a guiding bolt uh, i don't normally describe how things die but uh, in this instance, I will describe something a little bit weird. As the creature uh, reaches the party, before even getting the first strike in, the arrow catching it in the face, uh, the dark uh, preparations for an attack, and all of this combined with a guiding bolt, which strikes the creature straight through the face, causing its head to explode. And from this explosion, Two heads emerge. Oh, golly. And as the creature lands and shrieks, a guttural growl, mix of crocodilian and a lion's roar, it struck out almost to engulf Moxie, save for our dear friend Brank standing in the way. Uh, Brank takes a whopping six damage of Ooh. piercing damage. Oh, uh, A second strike swinging out against Haven, missing barely. Uh, against that really high AC, uh, a, a deft uh, block with the shield going up there at the last second. Finally, the creature, uh, which was illuminated, uh, did one additional thing. It began to vibrate, making a uh, a ticking guttural sound that repeats in rapid succession, like a like an alligator or crocodile does, if you've ever heard that noise. And as it did so, a strange fascination of mesmerizing colors began to dance across the creature's body from within. And now it was the top of round two, Haven. Okay, is the creature's 
is the effect of Nix's guiding bolt still light? Because I think, yes. do I get advantage if I attack it while that's? You will. Okay. All right. In that case, I'm gonna gonna mutter a little sorry, prayer. Ah, yeah, Nix, Nick. Yeah, sorry. Um, all right. Blythe, give me strength as I pray to my uh, my little raven skull there. I'm going to use my second use of my blood maledict because I can cast two and I'm going to um, call up the crimson right. Also, I did mistake this earlier. It was not cold damage that I uh, activated. It's radiant. It's right of the okay. dawn. I misread it. And when that happened, it also uh, emits a bright light up to 20 feet uh, around and I have resistance to necrotic. Um, oh, that's perfect. So uh, <laughs> seeing the glittering lights of Nyx's guiding bolt, I'm going to go in and try to make a rapier strike with advantage. I overpowered oh. this monster. It would be dead already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good. Uh, a very powerful strike. Uh, you can almost hear the whisper of the gods with the strike. Uh, praising like that holy <laughs> noise uh, as it connected yeah and he'll uh, just pull was, that rapier back out was next up as the the spray of iridescent blood um brightly mm -hmm. glowing what did mox want to do okay i think i'm gonna i'm gonna reach toward the ground and and pick up my uh my my sword because I think once after, well, like after Brack, like, you know, or Brink uh, woke me up, I was able to feel it right by my foot. And so I, I reach down, I pick it up, and then I'm trying to, in one fell swoop, just try to slice at the, at the creature. With a rising swipe. Just out of instinct, just... That's okay. beautiful. All right. The swipe was a defensive one, in fact, and prevented one of the heads, or perhaps the barbed tail, uh, all those quills from from hitting from swiping moxie on this very moment uh preventing further damage being now i believe as at the end of your turn yes uh i am going to cast hunter's mark Ooh. on the creature this creature has many status effects is that your action <laughs> or your bonus um I don't bonus, wanna... i believe yeah okay great i just want to double check before i steal a thing but you know what since it's halloween let's have a little bit of fun uh, oh. And just go with that. And then, yeah, so now I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try, uh, I'm going to shoot another arrow. Quick retreating this creature and many tricks. The creature's head, uh, the one on the right, we'll say, uh, was struck uh, both by the combined might of uh, our heroes here and also shattered, splitting from its neck into two additional heads from the one. It now okay. had three heads. Oh. Oh. Okay, well, but it does look wounded and, and, and more aggressive. Uh, but now it was Pipperine's turn, having seen this strange magic. Well, uh, I'm 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 oriented now, so let me give this another go. Uh, and Pipperine is going to do Eldritch Blast. I, I'm still shook and trying to like you know I'm not in my right mind, given that I didn't do the best, and I still say to her, I, to Pipperine, you got this. <laughs> It certainly will connect with the okay. creature. Um, then I'm also going to say that uh, Pipperine has 
brought out it uh well you know when they've raised their hands to uh do that to the uh to this monstrous being uh her bracers like on her hands uh do like a glow and do a repeating action of the same well repeating action of eldritch blasts that's awesome Okay, when when uh, that first uh, blast hits, uh, Pipperine, uh, like under her breath, is like, "You've got to help me out here, Riffy. Help, just do a little bit more." Um, and is going to do Genie's Wrath to do two extra bludgeoning damage uh, to the target. Uh, Let's go. Once during each of your turns when you hit with attack roll, you can do that. So um, Holy heck. With the first um, Eldritch Blast. Um, also, the monster is pushed up to 10 feet away um, from from us. Ooh. And then for the second one. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, everyone present except Hipparine make wisdom saving throws as uh, you remember things a little bit differently. Oh. Uh, 21. You do not remember it differently. <laughs> Three present had a sudden memory of uh, a great hero, uh, Gladspeak. <laughs> Gladspeak had, in fact, uh, a, a history of, of defeating great monsters, and uh, Pipperine was now next in the line of great heroes to be. And this is something that you inherently re- remembered now about the Gladspeak lore. You're not sure why this moment reminded you of it, but seeing uh, Piperine in action just suddenly sparked that that bit of knowledge from childhood or perhaps whispered in a a tavern conversation um, among friends. Uh, But as this strike hit, and wow, did this strike hit with the power of some sort of genie, perhaps, uh, Piperine did not go for the head. She saw what had happened. Uh, and they instead veered it toward one of the limbs. And as the limb exploded outward, two took its place. It now had two claws on one side, and then the other three. It was now an amalgamation, a chimera of sorts, very strange and twisted, as Nyx had the time to act. How far is this creature? Has it, has it descended yet completely? It had descended completely, and then it was just knocked back 10 feet by okay. uh, Pipperine. Uh, does she have enough leeway to get get there to it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nick can do that. Okay, so she is going to go straight up, but first she's going to look behind at her group and see, is anyone hurt? Uh, I don't think any of you actually got hit. Just emotionally. Uh, I have a little bit of damage, but like, don't worry about me. Thank you, though. Once she gets the confirmation that Brink is okay, uh, she is going to go and she is going to try to hit the creature with a uh, with a longsword. Sorry if you hear some barking in the second. I believe that's monster sound effects. That's what the monster is saying as it's coming for us. It's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Those are crocodile sounds. Yeah. <laughs> and she's going to bonus action spiritual weapon. And she's going to put spiritual weapon literally right on the other side of him let's go what does it look like the spirit weapon her spiritual weapon looks just like her cleric uh her cleric weapon and which is a long sword um but it's more shimmery and it has a blackish smoky um 
blade, a black hilt, and it has a blue gem right in the middle. As the blades struck, catching uh, simultaneous different parts of the creature, uh, it seemed to pull light away from the creature and into the darkness. Uh, these magical infused weapons, one of which actually materializing from the darkness behind the creature and one from in front. However, I believe now it was its time to act. And as it did so, everyone present needed to make constitution saving throw as the colors of the creature instantly flashed in a blinding white light that burned skin and eyes alike. Um. This uh, God's divine yet cool, cruel creation blinded and burned at the same Ow. time. And we're now blinded, quite literally, for possibly six rounds. Uh, they could repeat the save at the end of their turns. Was this a targeted attack by any chance? Because I have it mirrors. A... Oh, it wasn't. This was just a residual effect kind of a thing. Yeah, it's okay, everything it. in the area that can see is, is hit with this. Uh, somehow, um, our, our dear friends, uh, Nyx, aided perhaps by the darkness of the blade and... Uh, Brank, um, aided by perhaps the mesmerizing powers uh, of, of Pipperine, um, shielding uh, a little bit, whatever that was, um, away. Got actually just distracted, just staring right at Pipperine instead of maybe seeing the creature. Yeah, like four Pipperines are doing the exact same thing right now, and it's all, my eyes! So uh, the creature then thus began to uh, attack and lash out as it, as it did and as it could. Since I have all three duplicates, I just need a six or higher to change the attack to a duplicate. It was an 18. Pick your duplicate. Uh, uh, the, the one that looks exactly like Pepperine, except for the eyebrows are a little bit heavier. <laughs> they have moxie eyebrows. Yeah. Oof. Uh, the, the creature uh, finally um, does one last thing with its, its round is that it jumps up in the air and leapt up with a loud hiss of fangs, more dramatically slashing and smashing down toward um, our, our dear friend uh, Moxie, who could make a dexterity saving throw, even though he couldn't see it. Okay. All right. Come on, Moxie. 15 plus 3. I've got good news and bad news. <laughs> Full weight of the beast missed Moxie but struck the floor with such a power oh. that a deafening crack reverberated throughout, sending the entire structure down into the earth with such <gasps> speed as a secondary crack of the, magics, of the tower's magic shattered, the only thing keeping the substantial bulk of it within its form, simply breaking, pulling everything nearby and beyond the tower, even for a range of perhaps a few hundred feet toward the vortex of chaotic energy down toward the darkness. And as the deafening sound relented, the party falling through that darkness, many of them blind, eventually struck ground. Oh, okay. And as their hearing slowly returned in a daze of pebbles, dust, and rubble falling around them, in that silence, their eyes trying to adjust a glow from within that terrifyingly beautiful creature preceded a secondary explosion as the god beast broke through the wall of the tower, briefly exposing a vast tunnel ahead with its iridescence as it passed and suddenly dropped from view, leaving the party battered and bruised and very much in the dark. Is everyone okay? Are you, are you guys there? Uh, yeah, I'll grab Moxie, Moxie's arm. It, where are I? I can't see anything. This is 
not fun at all. Uh, I don't think I have anything that I can heal you with. And I hurt. I think I landed on my butt very hard. You get used to that after a while. Uh, I think you'll recover, Pippering. Uh, my sword is glowing with a bright, radiant light, if if that matters. Just, I don't know. Oh, uh, it, the, the, the 30 seconds is officially worn off and your eyesight begins to return. For those of you who are still blind from the creature, because it blinded you. Great. Yeah. I, I open I open my eyes and I look over. The first thing I see is Pipperine. And I go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's three Pipperines. <laughs> oh, yeah, see. three of them. I go, oh, no. Oh, no. I know. Oh, no. I'm, I'm like, look at my cloak. Oh, no, indeed, Moxie. With the uh, illumination of the blade as it as it suddenly came back and sparked to uh, to light and life, the uh, sound of, of water started to become present. And, and notably, uh, those who were now, vis- everyone who could see, which was everyone at this point, uh, noted a rising of, of water from, from the corner of the tower, slowly filling it. Uh, this water seems... Getting higher? Yeah, we need to get out now. Okay. Is there any sign of the creature? Uh, it it flew and fled into a large ca- uh, corridor, chasm, cave, however you choose to describe it. It is very dark, uh, as, as pitch as the underdark uh, can, down here. Okay. Can I do any sort of investigation check to see if there's something I can use to, like, block the flow or slow the flow Ooh, good of water? Thinking. I, I Also, I, I may be misinterpreting this. Is this, like filling the room dangerous or just showing us like, oh, there might be a little stream. Uh, it appeared to be slowly filling up, but maybe not fast enough to be an issue in the next hour. Okay. If you stayed and took a long rest, it might become an issue. Okay. Oh, okay. That's good to know. So it's, to know. So it's a slow um, creeping of chilly ice water. Uh, however, you did perceive a sound coming from the darkness ahead. Uh, the sounds of perhaps uneven footsteps and slipping and... and Scurrying uh, in the dark. I definitely Nick, hold up my blade. Nix, uh, sorry to be a bother, but uh, if you have a chance to do any kind of healing, I'm feeling rather battered. Uh, uh, she's almost at half health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Uh, she looks at you. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sit down and I'll patch you up. But I, uh, Do we have enough time to do this with the water? I can float very well if it becomes an issue. Seven, eight, nine, ten. So ten points of healing. Oh, perfect! Wonderful. And she's gonna look over <laughs> to Brinks. How are you doing? Um, I'm definitely hurt. I'm at half health as well. But um, if it's gonna take uh, too much from you, then don't worry about me. Well, I'd rather have you healthy than dying. <laughs> whenever we deal with whatever we have to deal with, dying's not fun. Okay. And she'll cast Cure Wounds. Thank you. You're welcome. Ooh, that's going to be max. So nice. that's 8, 9, 10, 11. Thank you very much. Uh, Pipperine puts uh, two coins in Nix's hand. Thank you. <laughs> well, while they're being healed, Travis, can I go investigate those footsteps? Like Blade Up? Blade Up. Our, our hero Haven. Uh was able to notice something coming towards them. Four figures slowly emerging in the light, their eyes uh, not glinting as, as they would if they were creatures of the night, perhaps. Uh, and as the healing spells subsided and coins were exchanged, um, 
perhaps Moxie looking over her shoulder with Haven, these creatures uh, very quickly arrived with their shuffling, running desperation to reach you. You may roll initiative if you'd like. I, I would love to do that. Okay. And we're not aware of this currently, right? The healing party? Uh, the healing party has not been made aware of it yet. Uh, okay, they're, okay. they're currently exchanging coins and having a nice time. Uh, it, it could be quite silly what happens. We, we don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Haven would have called out, you know, you there in the darkness. Uh, like that, so they would have heard me say something. I'm gonna with I'm gonna um draw my um short sword. Okay. While uh, Haven yells like you there, I'm just like. Pfft. Our heroes were now in a tower that had sunken into the ground, perhaps under the very still lake itself, uh, filling now with water, and they were somewhere they were not sure, being healed, and there were creatures, humanoids approaching them, and Moxie had something. That he was doing. What was Moxie doing? Moxie had turned to the creatures and grabbed his uh, his short sword. So I have my short sword. And right as Haven was saying, who's there in the dark? And so I, I'm, I'm just lunging forward because at this point we're running on adrenaline of what just happened. So I'm, I'm ready for the next thing because I refuse to be scared, as scared as I was before. As, uh, as Haven yelled, who's there? <clears throat> the creatures did not relent, and they continued. They all had two arms and two legs and one head. One even had a tail. But they approached very quickly, and in that darkness, it was unclear what they were, but their intent was certainly clear and not friendly. Uh, I want to make a melee attack on the first creature without even investigating what it is or anything. I'm just going to go for a melee attack. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do the same yeah, thing. I'll just kind of, I'll move in with Moxie, um, holding, because my blade is still radiant, bright light, so I'll kind of make sure everyone else in the room has a clear sight on whatever these things are. Oof. We just tripped, we both, we were both going for the same one. Yeah, we were like, <laughs> oh, oh, you tripped over one another. No, no, you go. No, you go, no, let me go, let me go! <laughs> <laughs> Well, now that you see these creatures, uh, whatever they are, they're, they're quite unnerving. Uh, Haven, something in your past is, is triggered here, uh, a moment um, where you've remembered a, a terrible time where friends of yours were killed and turned into undead. And what you see before you, lurking ever closer, a man with funerary cloth blackened uh, and, and with blood that covered the man's head, which seemed to have multiple protrusions how did he react with fear as he saw this? What was his reaction to seeing the man get closer? I think you see his blade, which had been out and held straight, start to shake and dip a little bit. And whereas he was moving forward with Moxie, I think he, he actually just takes, it's not a dramatic, but he takes like a step back um, and, and is just like reaching for the, the skull, Raven skull necklace and, very clearly having, it looks like he, his, he's like looking a thousand miles away. Quite shaken by this uh, and, and quite terrible indeed, these creatures were. The other three, uh, one, a woman whose skin seemed to shiver and bounce with each step, almost as if made of rubber. Another, a former dragonborn, a funerary cloth covering its face had fallen away to reveal half its face gone to decay. And now scales were largely comprised of glistening mold, as well as the parts of the face. The final figure, a Goliath, whose face was also obscured by that blackened 
funerary cloth. They clawed and reached and attacked at the two heroes before them. Very intimidatingly, uh, as the heroes backed up uh, and, and kept their distance, perhaps. Yes, I'll say that. Uh, kept their distance from the creatures before them. Uh, the sounds of combat, the screams, the groans, the this very strange guttural call indicated the start of combat to the others who were now very much aware of the presence of these creatures and had broken from their coin exchange and healing moment. Uh, it was now Nyx who had the initiative. Um, after patching up Brinks, she would, like, did you hear that? And she would um, gather her stuff and she would head towards where she heard. Um, before before Nyx does that, can Pipperine do something real quick? Sure. Pipperine is going to lay a hand on both Brink and Nyx. Um, her illusionist bracers are going to light up again and she's going to cast resistance on both of them. Thank and you. who was that cast Thank on? Uh, that's Nyx and Brink because those were the only people that were near me. Thank you. Um, she nod and say thank you very much uh, and head towards uh, where she heard Haven and uh, Moxie and the debacle. Nyx could very clearly see these creatures and was within, uh, could actually reach the creatures who were very willing to get closer and closer to her. If she cho so chose, she could be within five feet of them or keep distance, uh, keeping the others between. She's going to get up front with them. Okay. And she is going to get within five feet and she is going to try attacking one with um with her long sword. Okay. Do you have a preference of any of the named creatures? Uh you can name them or not. Um I'm going to hit um Meanie and the other one will be Miney. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Born. Um, I don't know their names, but yeah. How does it look? So this this dragonborn is is kind of like a creature from The Last of Us. Um, it's it's part of its head is just fungused over. Um, and it it is even its very scales have that glistening feel to it. She is going to channel her divinity, and she is going to use her um yeah okay she's going to use her touch of death. Before she officially does that, would she kind of put two and two together, like necrotic death? Oh, yes, very much so. Um, and we will uh, roll very poorly on my end. <laughs> this creature is now no more, simply put. How would you like to visualize the destruction of this creature, keeping in mind that it will explode when struck into a cloud of oh, choking man. dust? the point of impact um so i'm going to be a little gruesome she is going to rush in see what's going on get her longsword go towards it uh just aim straight for the neck and she is going to see it there and this dark ickery um color comes over her this dark ickery energy just kind of washes over her as it pours into the creature and pulling its life form into the blade. Exactly that happens. This servant of, of flesh is, is struck and explodes outward, um, creating this choking dust, uh, which has the dust was all through uh, Nyx's face. 
she found that she did not need to breathe because she was still undead. However, the others in the area uh, required constitution saving throws and within five feet specifically. Haven passed and Moxie on the other hand. Am I in the mix? You're in the mix. I'm in the mix. Oh no. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Moxie's, Moxie's in the mix. Moxie's in the mix. You got this Moxie. Hey, it's usually where I prefer to be, but come you on. You got this. Not in this you case. got this Moxie, don't even worry about it. Yeah. It's Halloween. We'll be we've been doing meat this campaign, so we'll we'll do meat to beat. Uh, I'll, I'll do <laughs> you don't have to. Moxie can take it. <laughs> we've been through it all, baby. After this, you're you're okay. You're okay. Uh, the it was very close. Uh, and, and Moxie, in fact, uh, that that button nose sneezing ever so lightly, keeping the dust at bay for just this one time. Uh, the creature was no more, as we mentioned it. it Sort of just parts of it fell, whatever was left over. And now it was uh, Frank's turn. Frank, who had just been healed. I am going to fire an arrow at Mo. I know it's dark, um, but just to fully explain this, I have Umbral Sight, so that shouldn't be a problem for me. And uh, yeah, let's fire it at Mo. Okay, mighty Mo, Mo being the Goliath, whose face was obscured by blackened cloth. Ooh. The fire arrow now landed firmly in the ceiling, kind of illuminating the scene dramatically and, and lending even more horror to the scene, as it were. If there was nothing left, it was Haven's turn. I think the fear that had overcome him, he's going to try to shake it off and he is going to lash out, I want to say recklessly, um, with his blade. So I, I think it's probably fair to do it at a disadvantage just because he's like he's really acting out of instinct. Um, so I will make this attack uh, at... Have any of the remaining ones been injured? Okay, I'll go after Eni, whichever one that is. Still hit. Um, so, had he missed, he would have hit one of his allies, but oof. he was strong and focused. So these creatures are definitely undead, right? Oh, very much so. I think in that moment, Haven has like a flashback to seeing so many of his dead brothers and sisters at the Ghost Slayers um, temple and is just like trying to do whatever he can to, to not let that happen again to this newest group of friends. Woman okay. was struck with the blade, and as the radiant damage struck, her skin ignited, and in a bright green glow of fire, uh, we'll find out if anyone's hurt. Green, you say. Um, I got a, an 18 dexterity save. You stepped back far, quickly enough, but her skin was gone, leaving only behind a skeleton, which continued to fight with zeal. Uh, and now it is, I believe, Moxie's turn, unless you're... Okay. You're, you're done. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Haven Haven probably is just... Yeah. I mean, flavor-wise, he would have been, like, attacking it, oh, like, trying to, like, go over and over. But, yeah, that's all I'm doing. So I'm going to go for my melee attack with the the same short sword that I've been using. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to land this first in order to use my fancy footwork. All right. So Moxie turns around. And then uh, tries, to, yeah. So I'm I'm aiming to to slice. So how many uh, heads does this de this creature have? Every creature only has one head. There's a skeleton in front of you and two creatures with funerary cloth. Okay, just checking. Okay, so like a man and one look like. Okay, so how many skeletons are coming at us at the moment? One skeleton and two fleshy creatures. Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna go for the skeleton because I'm gonna try to. Um, try to 
uh, break the top of its of its skull, and then I'm gonna try to trip the other two. Uh, uh, so I'm gonna try to like to do in one fell swoop, um, clip the uh, the part that's holding the head on the neck, <clears throat> the part you know the neck, and then maybe <laughs> and then try to like with my big feet, um, try to kick the head towards. Uh, towards one of the skeletons, uh, so the one to, like, looking at it, to my left. So I'm going to try to kick it into the feet, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to aim to do that. And then maybe I can use my, yeah, my fancy footwork um, to kick it to the other way, to trip the other one. Uh, It'll do it. It'll just barely hit, and it will connect. Okay, so as the head rolls forward, I'm going to use my big feet. I'm going to ping-pong. Uh, with my feet, I'm gonna use the first one to try to trip the first one, and then I'm gonna, uh, I'm going to use my my fancy um, footwork so the creature can't make any opportunity attacks against me, and I'm gonna use my fancy fo- footwork to to uh, kick the other one and try to trip both of the creatures to the ground so we have advantage. Okay, what happens is as follows: the heron gone gambler uh, did some fancy footwork, one foot switching to the other, switching to the other, as if a boxer, a foot deftly in the air and suddenly the skeleton had no more head and it pinged off the wall bouncing into one of the other creatures hitting its leg right in the knee unfortunately the creature did not topple over for it was still a goliath and a single skeletal head would not be enough to fell it or knock it prone but there was one less creature to face nice this time a very deft swift movement there uh it was now our, our dear friend, the hero of the hour, Pipperine. Uh, Max would argue, but, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, Pipperine uh, is still back where everybody was, like, being healed. Is that, is that uh, within 60 feet of what's going on? Yeah. You're, you're... Awesome. Then it's Pepper... within 30 feet, even. Oh, awesome. The Pipperine is not going to move. Just, it's just going to be like, I, I've, I've got you, I believe, uh, and is going to do what she did earlier. Uh, Who is Pipperine like, saying that to? I need to know. Uh, to Moxie, actually. I think I'm doing just fine. Duh. Yes, <laughs> we're doing just fine. No, I did just fine. Doing just fine together. And that's it. Okay, so... Um, then uh, that's both of them hit then. Um, Eldritch Blast. Uh, two, she's aiming for, it can be the same one, but she's aiming for the who's left. And if there's two left, then uh, GM's discretion on that one. But uh, for the first one, she is going to do Genie's Wrath. <laughs> With a, so, a muttered incantation in Abyssal. The, the strikes leave your hand and strike the, uh, and struck the zombie. Uh, sorry, the, the creature of uh, uh, covered in cloth, uh, possibly a flesh construct or something. Very confusing. Stay away from my best friend, Moxie. Yeah, yeah, stay away from me. Leading us now to its turn. Uh, it made one single oh, bite. No. Oh, so none of that, none of that hit it? Oh, it hit it. You pelted it. It should be dead. It should be re-dead, undead, no should more. Should be, but is it? But some sort of undead vigor kept it alive. Uh- Okay, so four, so force damage might not work on these. Dang, got it. Okay, it took the damage. There are chunks of it but visibly missing. It's still, but it's still alive, so it's indestructible. Oh, it's just like oh. you know, it took its Wheaties this morning. I, I got gotcha. you. 
I see what's going on here. It, uh, it was powerful enough to even be the stuff of legends and instant destruction. But for some reason, I rolled well for the first time in this combat. Yeah. The most important role Moxie will make of the game. Okay. Come on, Moxie, oh, you got it. Come on, Moxie. Possibly of his life. Oh. The, uh, the human, very interesting, uh, he, is, he slammed his face into her, into his arm, into Moxie's arm. It hit Moxie's arm and it hit him. And uh, Moxie realized the man didn't bite, but instead had bladed protrusions in multiple parts of his face lining up with the, uh, the, the stains. Very strange, possibly necromantic. The second of the creatures attacked at the other hero in the front, our, our wonderful hero, Haven, uh, rolling also a 20. I don't believe his AC is. Yeah, that'll hit. <sighs> that'll hit. Okay. Can I, one thing, as, the, as that damage hits me, uh, because I'm still in fight or flight mm -hmm. mode, uh, I'll just kind of let out a guttural growl and I'll, I'll unleash um, Hellish Rebuke on the creature that just attacked nice. me. Nice, nice. Yeah. Very nice. He is still standing. Okay. Or, or, or I should say it is still standing. Yeah. The bigger one has now taken officially damage. Okay. Uh, the smaller one is is barely still standing and, and repeatedly bashing its face into Moxie. Uh, maybe that's the only thing keeping it up. And the, cool. the other one, uh, the, the large one, actually got a solid bite into our hero, Haven, catching okay. him uh, right under the armpit before he was able to bash it off with the fire. Now we move to the top around to Nyx. To the one that just attacked uh, Haven, we are going to go for an attack on that one. Okay. How damaged do they look? Uh, it is, it appears to be half re-dead. It appeared, mm. if, if Nyx had to guess. Okay, we'll go with, we'll, we'll go with a sword attack. It's definitely. But does it at least okay. detach itself from, from Haven? As I stab it in the side. Caught by surprise, the creature did in fact uh, remove itself from Haven, uh, no longer attempting a grapple or anything, and now uh, opened up for an attack. So then it, it did get knocked back. It came forward and it did the thing with its face. It was very scary and Dang. disgusting. Uh, but you were okay uh, from whatever additional effects might be coming. Uh, then Brink was able to uh, do something. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. Uh, Janelle for reminding me that you're playing a rogue. Um, <laughs> so let me, what I'm going to do is instead of uh, firing from afar is I would like to uh, pull out my short swords and run up um, so that I am then on the other side of the beastie from you, Moxie. <laughs> and I would like to attack the stronger one with my first swing. Um, with advantage? Uh, what would be imposing the advantage? Uh, flanking. On the uh, if Moxie's Ooh. in front and yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I was focused on your sneak attack, but that's a good point. Yeah, okay, I'll take it. Thank you. Yeah. It was closer. Right. It was. It was definitely. You know, it, was good. it maybe even hit a, a small part of something on the creature that fell off, and you've dislodged it. Yeah, man, I'm doing real bad at, against these folks. Um, all right, but can I? Uh, and then I'm gonna um attack again with my other short sword. Uh, so this is to the creature closest to Moxie. Um. And is this the one currently attacking Haven? Uh, it was the one attacking uh, Moxie. Oh, okay. Well, that makes the most sense, of course. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going to attack uh, to try to just get distract them and pull them off of Moxie, but also sort of trap them to set up Moxie for an attack. With my best roll of the game, the creature still held on with one hit point. 
fighting vigorously and not wanting to succumb back to the grip of death. Okay, well, this is becoming personal. All right. This brought us to Haven. Um, <clears throat> DM, I have as a yes. blood hunter something called Hunter's Bane, um, yes. which gives me advantage on intelligence ability checks to recall information about fey fiends or undead. In the chaos mm-hmm. of this battle, could Haven try to figure out, does he know what's happening to him? Like what and that that bite, if there's anything I need to do or anything I can do, or if I might be putting the party in danger as someone who basically spent his uh, life he, hunting the undead. Sure, sure, sure. Um, he could he could make that role. Okay. Yeah. You heard a, a rumor, a legend long ago of a city that was sealed away. And this particularly type of funerary cloth Specifically, the way it was attached to the neck uh, with uh, a type of stitching to the neck itself. Quite disgusting, quite scary. It was because of a spread of a a curse of sorts, a disease, of course, that would cause those who caught it to become like those who came before. Mm. A spreading of uh, undeath, as it were. Uh, In that case, as that sort of information flashes in my head, uh, I'm just going to yell to the others and say, uh, if uh, something changes, don't be afraid to put me down. And uh, I'm going to then make another, I'm just going to use whatever, can I, do do I still have control over myself? Can I attack? He had full control for response. All right. uh, He assumed that he had somewhere between six or eight to 12 hours at at most. All right. Okay. Uh, in that case, then, um, and you all just got to get used to hearing me say this, he's just going to attack with his rapier, um, which is still uh, glowing with radiant energy. Uh, how many remain standing? Uh, the one that is just barely standing on, we're not even how, sh- sure how he's there. He's, he's got okay. um, one yeah, arm yeah, yeah. at this point. I'll, I'll attack the, the little one. I want to try and finish it off. Focus fire. And, yeah, and how does he yeah. destroy? Because he had one health. Um, he has just been seeing ever, all of this happen. He just got bit. He turns his rapier into a reverse grip and then just brings the whole the point down into its skull. And so the radiant light just like bursts out from its uh, eye sockets. He pulls it back out. Uh, the only strange difference was that it had multiple points as opposed to eye sockets because its face was in oh fact God. a bunch of knives. Good point. <laughs> Hey, when that happens. Oh, knife face. That's nightmare. It's nightmare fuel. Moxie had one creature left. It was the large one. It was actually closer to Haven. It's the one that bit him. Uh, that had been knocked away by a brain. So is it, it am I up? You're up. It's whatever, you, whatever Moxie wanted to do in this moment. Okay, there's one last one. This is like the last like zombie looking thing, right? Goliath um, of sorts, yes. A Goliath of sorts, okay. <sighs> So how big, because I'm a moderately small creature, so how big is this compared to me? Uh, it, is a, it is considered a large creature. It's like an Andre the Giant type. You're familiar with that reference. Yeah. Or bigger so, than that. Giant is another great reference. So Moxie and the Goliath? Yeah, that, that would be accurate. Moxie and the Goliath. Moxie and the Goliath, okay. Uh, well, I would like to sneak behind this thing, even though it, I'm clearly close to it, but I just wanted to see how fast I can be to get behind it and hop onto its back using my gigantic feet and my hops, and then try to get it in the back with, uh, as, with a melee. So the strike is here. Aye, aye. On the creature's back, stabbing. How much damage do we have? Is it enough to slay the beast? <sighs> this is a wild... Eight. Adventure. 
Eight total. With an eight, the creature uh, would be felled. If you'd like to describe it, you may, and that'll be the end of combat. Um, I, as I'm on this creature's back, which I'm, I'm still terrified because I'm surprised that I landed on its back, but I'm, I've ran up its back very quickly with my fast feet, and I'm just, like, stabbing, like, relentlessly, just tr- waiting to, to get it down. And I'm um, looking at, uh, at, at, at Pipperine, but, like, and I, as, even though I'm stabbing this creature violently... <laughs> I'm giving her like a like a like a wink like a like this is for for us type of thing. Yeah. And then Pepperine's in the back like yes each time you stab. Until the creature just like sort of like and I'm trying to maneuver him so that he lands on his stomach so that I don't get squashed. Uh, with the high rolls the creature didn't did fall on its stomach and uh Moxie victoriously standing atop the creature uh greeted the team <laughs> possibly with a short bow or something. <laughs> Nice job, guys. And uh, combat are concluded. Uh, Pipperine runs up to Moxie and gives them a coin. <laughs> very, very well done. I put it in my little pouch. <laughs> I'm going to kind of, it's kind of like a manhandle, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but she's going to kind of like move you around to kind of take a look at the bite to see how bad does it look. Yeah. Uh, you would definitely notice Haven is, he let to you, but he refuses to let go of his blade because he knows if he does, his crimson right will fade. So he's he's like, Ugh, and he holds up his arm, I guess, where, or wait, was his shoulder? Uh, I was under the armpit. Yeah, yeah, yeah hold, hold mm. it up. Let's see. I would never want to bite someone's armpit on that note. <laughs> it, is Haven all right? Uh, he got bit pretty nasty. I have bad news, friends. Uh if this is if these creatures are like the ones I've heard of of legend, I don't have too long until I end up like one of them. I give it eight hours, maybe more. It was a very solid bite. Uh, looking at the teeth marks from the the very large creature, might we add? Uh, this was oh. the salivate the uh, saliva definitely infecting and, and causing the necrotic effect that it does. Oh, can can we just cut it out? Hold on one second. I have I have something I have something I can use for this to add I, to that roll. Uh, like I'm just like I'm eager to cut it out, like just for the sake of saving him. But I accidentally wave it in Nix's face, and I go, "What would you say?" Like, okay. uh, I Nix, if if you need money, I have money. Just save save Haven. I can I can give you a a lot of money as much as you want. Yeah, she'll give you as much as she wants, and maybe me. But you should be, be you first because okay, huh? DM. I have something um that's called knowledge from my past, and I can add a D six immediately after seeing the number. Am I still allowed to do that to see if I can get anything else? You may. I was going to give you more, but then I got stopped by no, a beautiful you're... knife pulling up oh, sorry. From, from the rabbit. First. No, I was. that was a beautiful Yeah, Haven moment. would have been I, like, whoa, whoa, like, easy, Moxie. My eyes went wide. I, no, 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 we don't, we don't have to cut it. I think I can, maybe we might be able to. That's an extra five on top of... Moxie's very good at cutting, if that's what we need, and I can give Moxie money to cut. Nix was aware of a few things. It came down to something that this was meta-science, meta Medicine. This was a curse, a blood curse, a, sal- a salivary curse, a saliva curse from one of the gods, the god of greed, Othgul, uh, the god who created vampires, in fact. Some sought life in new ways, and during the creation of vampires, before vampires, there was another experiment, and this one went terribly wrong. 
a hunger similar to that vampire's experience, but more ravenous, a hunger of flesh. And it was spread to those who felt its bite. Unfortunately, the cure was not so well known, and it was not believed that it could be reversed. If anything could reverse it, it would be the power of a god, but of course it would come at a price. A price probably too heavy to pay for one so noble and of, of such high moral standards and of such living life for now. It's, it's all right, guys. I've got plenty of time to finish the job. What has to be paid? Just let let me know what has what has to be paid. Celestial restoration wouldn't fix it. Uh, it would require a, a a greater restoration, unfortunately, on this this terrible terrible curse. Uh, well, what I can provide is nothing yet. We can either try to find. Well, we have a couple of options. Um, Look. I um, I appreciate it, and we can we can take a look at our options after. But I think we've got a terrible beast we need to slay, and the longer we stick around waiting, the sooner it is I might end up as one of those things. So I say we finish the job and then see if we can't get me patched up. She looks at him and says, "I have a general idea of what may need to happen. Let's do what we need to do first, and then we'll take care of it afterwards." As you said. Okay. Yeah, you're 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 gonna be fine. Yeah, I'm gonna be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. I'm sure. Right, right, Frank. Frank, he'll be fine. We will, will definitely he, figure will, something out. Will he? Will he be fine? Yes, and I grab her and I shake her. He's gonna be fine. Ah. He's gonna be fine. Okay. Because what friends do, we make sure that our other friends are fine, right? Right, right. That is exactly what we do. Okay. Haven, um, the the. The Glad Speaks have many connections with our nobility. It's very noble. Um, when when we finish this and go back into town, whatever it is that you need to not become one of them, you let me know, and and we will make it happen. Of course, of course. Um, we will be fine together. We'll be fine together. We'll be fine together. Uh, and, and Haven, I think is looking a little uncomfortable, uh, like with the, all the attention says, uh, we should probably search this room for a way out. Yes. Um, I will hundred percent pick up on that cue <laughs> and, um, I'll turn, I'd like to peer down the way that the four creatures came from. Um, and I can see 60 feet in total darkness. Nice. So a couple things are happening. Uh, while everyone is kind of examining the surroundings, uh, are there any additional light sources besides the glowing sword? I need to know that. That's a very important piece. Uh, I don't think I have anything in particular. Uh, my yeah, mm-hmm. my rapier lets off twenty feet of uh, a bright light out to a radius of twenty feet. Delightful. Uh, and then our our dear friend uh, Brank is is looking off into with with greater ability to see, mm-hmm. noting this vast tunnel lined with structures, short structures, the ruins of old stone buildings, decayed and vast remains of, of wooden ones alike. It looks like a village. It looked like an ancient village, um, kind of similar to what they had seen earlier that night or morning, whatever time it was now, perhaps. Quite strange indeed. And as they took appraisal of these surroundings and sought and thought which direction they might go, 
and travel to follow the creature or find a way out, whichever possibility. Nick stepped aside and made a short prayer. And the room got a little bit colder for a few moments before returning. As we are walking, uh, I would like to be right behind Haven as we're walking. And uh, I'm going to put my hand on his, on his shoulder. You'll be okay. And she's going to cast Greater Restoration. Would it be a noticeable or like a quiet mumbled version? It would be a quiet mumbled version. Inaudible. Uh, words were mumbled. And the weight and pain and hunger stirring within Haven seemed to stop. As if perhaps these words of encouragement could almost be believed. Uh, no, I think I would stop and turn. Nix, what did you do? It's not important. And she's going to walk completely past him to the front can, of the line. Can I do an insight check just to see? Uh, not, not, I'm not trying to like, like say, Ash, tell me what you're, but like just if there's something that he noticed or anything. Yeah, you can certainly try and insight some information that one could reasonably suspect from the answer you were given. That one. He's too distracted by what happened. He maybe even believes it. The words of Nick's. Um, maybe it's a placebo. He was not sure. Um, Continuing on, though, uh, the party continued through these old tunnels, the ruins of this old location somewhere on or under the mountain or possibly under the lake. It was unclear. Uh, There were a few different directions they could go. Who would lead them? Uh, I... Uh, Yeah, Nix would have a a ton of knowledge. I'll also, in addition, lend my... I haven't... uh, I'm like an archaeologist. (laughs) So I feel like that could inform just like a way that like socially we Uh like it would be built. Um, And also Underdark is like a preferred terrain for me. So um, I would also have a little bit of knowledge there. It also... It would also would speed us up. I don't know if we're necessarily worried about that right now, but... You're par, you're par on time. I, I had specifically possibly written certain sections because of certain characters in this party. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, if if Omar can see fully in the dark, I'll wait actually at the back of the group. So my light is just enough. I don't want to mess with, I don't want to mess with uh, Rank's vision. So I'll, be, I'll stay towards the back. We'll do a quick montage here uh, to, to speed things up ever so slightly. All right. Passing many things <laughs> in that I might've wanted to include in this adventure which was clearly a terrible idea, a direction to go to try and get that in into another story, shoehorn it in somehow. Um, the team passed through vast structures uh, and eventually upon bending to the right, the road they followed, uh, oddly enough, one of them with wooden bricks uh, matching the street they were on before, peculiar. The road lost its edges, becoming suddenly a stone bridge. Uh, with wooden bricks on the surface that one walks upon. Uh, Looking over the edge during a glance, Brent, uh, sorry, Brank noticed a very steep and sharp fall that would certainly lead to one's death and go very, very far down if they uh, did not have some sort of spells or abilities to keep them afloat. And at this exact moment, a thunderous explosion from above ambushed them as the creature returned for one final swipe at them and whiffed. 
It's been a very extreme, I mean, a very impressive level three team, but lots of um, one or the others. This party will never die. Mm. <laughs> uh, Pipperine foresaw yeah. the creature coming and was able to act even before it could. Hopefully to prevent it from rolling poorly so no one could see how terribly I <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, invest in purple heart dice. That's, that's the one. Oh, that's, I love your dice. They're so oh, good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 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 No, I, it's I, like I, that's, that's been the two nat 20s have been on this. I can't ever use this dice again now, though. I'm going to roll one of my physical dies for this next one just to test to see if the luck transfers. <laughs> I mean, your luck has been transferring pretty good considering uh, um, your possible interruptions that could have happened. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. How did so, it go? Uh, Piperine, what are you up to? Just wondering, just throwing this out there. If, for instance, I hit the same creature with a double instance of vicious mockery, could Ooh. it be two different, like, that hit it? I mean, yeah, I, I would accept that. I would accept the two heads would start fighting. I, I would be like, yeah, you're, you're getting the heads. We've got so many different heads that aren't necessarily even in sync with one another. And it's kind okay. of awesome. Amazing. Then, yeah, her illusionist bracers uh, glow. And I'm going to hit this creature with two different versions of vicious vo- mockery, like a, a string of insults where it's like for, for Pippering, the insults are um, you over bloated, multi-headed monstrosity. How dare you endanger this town of Darkland with your whiffy-waffy tail and your multi-feet. I am disgusted at the sight of you. We shall slay you and you will have nothing to do with askance about that. One saved and one failed. Okay. Haven will definitely whisper under his breath. Nice burn, Pip. Thank you. I thought so as well. Um, for for those in, in <laughs> that are watching, Pip has an intelligence of nine, so she is a precious, precious bean. Ah, <laughs> uh, that that is a uh, Pip's turn. Oh man. I mean, I, I guess Pip might try to move back um, with their movement, but otherwise, in that, that's their turn. Piperine almost makes it to the edge of the bridge. As my, my stomach growls loudly, <laughs> the beast growling closer. Yeah, good foley uh, work. Was now able to act. <laughs> to to who? I heard the X, and I was like, well, I think it said. I think he said Nix, but I, I yeah, I was like, is it me? Okay, that's yeah. me. That's my name. Yeah. Has it descended yet? Like on uh, the ground. It will have descended by the time you're able to act. You can you can you can act and hit it. I am going to go straight up to it. And I am going to cast Inflict Wounds. Uh, so I'm going to reach out and touch it and hope for the best. Reach out and touch wounds. If someone else didn't do it, I was going to do it. Yeah, I mean, thanks for waiting. Thanks for letting me have it. This amazing creature crafted by the gods for the purposes of bringing light and chaos to the world is hit with your 20 extra damage uh where do you strike it um i'm going i'm putting both of my hands like i have had it with this creature and i'm getting my hands i'm channeling that dark ichor (gasps) into its chest oh my god nyx you can hear its claws scurrying as it hits the ground uh, and trying and sort of falling off the bridge. This damage in particular does not cause anything to burst. There are no additional heads or limbs, and it 
falls back toward the edge of the bridge, its wings withering under your very touch. It is now Haven's turn. Does Haven get a sense that this creature would be in any way vulnerable to holy water? Haven was under the impression that the creature itself was considered technically holy, crafted by the god of creation, even though creation is chaotic. How uh, large is this creature? It is considered technically a large creature. Hmm. It is uh, 12 feet long, not including the tails or many limbs or long necks, which extend an additional uh, 10-ish feet. Can Haven try and spin this? And I want to like lasso this thing, not to like, I I don't think I can control it. I want to make it so it can't fly or at least inhibit its- Oh, on the wings? Wrap up its wings. Yeah. Nice. That's what Batman would do. You've got these rings. They're wrapped- Okay. The grappling hook. The grappling hook actually firmly dug into the one of the holes created uh, from a previous scuffle it had with someone. So he just like does that and then says, "All right, let's finish this thing because that I'm, that'll use up his attack." You heard it here, folks. I didn't just attack with a rapier for at least one round of this, this game. Um, I would yeah. give you inspiration, but that would be unfair. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, Moxie was up, standing before this gargantuan creature i'm gonna reach on my back and i'm gonna grab my friggin long sword and i'm gonna swipe at this mother and i'm gonna swipe hard with all intent of the love of my friends but more importantly than my love of my best friend pipperine and money <laughs> and all that she gives me so i'm gonna step forward and i'm just gonna with all my might having all that that inspiration in in mind i'm going to um to swing at this this creature it was very close uh the creature was knocked back but not damaged the money was too much ah! <laughs> with that it was one last person before the beast itself got to react Pipperine. could she save could they she they save the day with i look over at Pe- pepperine I look over at Pepperine with friendship in my eyes. Oh, everything's on me. And I just go, uh-huh. Rafi, um. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Pepperine, uh, under, under her breath, goes, um, uh, Roy, uh, Rafi, if you can give me, like, some help with this. Um, I'm, I'm going to do my best, but everybody's looking at me, and they, they think I'm noble, and I don't know, um. All right, just help your mate, Riffy. Uh, and then uh, she That's is going. <laughs> uh, she is going to. Uh, yeah, uh, she was going to hex, but if it ain't broke, how about we just do a, a double Eldritch Blast um, at this uh, creature? Uh, she's using her illusionist bracers uh, to do it. Oh, gosh darn it. Those bracers are so clutch. Yeah, right? I know. So uh, the first one does hit. Uh, and with that, um, she is going to do Jeannie's Wrath, and she actually moves closer with her movement because she's like, if it hits me, then I can do something to it, so I'm going to move closer for the Gladspeak gang. Uh, she's saying that to herself as she moves closer. All closer. present, witness <laughs> Pipperine walk calmly, stride toward the creature, raise both hands, Fire an Eldritch Blast on the walk there, which goes a little bit wide because the creature's admittedly moving quite fast, and then puts a hand on its center head and blasts, knocking the creature off 
uh, off the, the bridge. Uh, parts of the bridge coming down with it as it tries to claw its way up. Its wings expand outward, but are stuck by the rope. He had just kind of like lassoed it up just to tangle it up. Um, I think for dramatic okay, dra dramatic drama's sake, if we want to say like he was getting ready to cut the rope as this was happening. It would be very dramatic if you fail. <laughs> oh, I watched that come in. That was scary. Catches on Haven's leg, pulling him toward the edge. And at the last second, he cuts it. The rope uh, coming loose, the creature falling down, taking part of the bridge with it as the party ran to the other end of the bridge, watching the stones fall behind them, uh, similar to Moria sequences or something of that nature. And one of the central pillars falls, and you see the light of the creature give a blinding flash as it hits the bottom, and the pillars and stones crush down upon it. Also visible is a massive movement, hundreds of bodies down there that descend upon the light, and it is extinguished after one final burst, never to be seen again. The party continues. Haven definitely just has a little bit of a callback as he's sitting on the edge of this bridge and says, I told you, I hate cliffhangers. <laughs> Rolling back up and running over to the group. Pip is uh, passing out very small bags of coins uh, to everyone. Job well done. Uh, I, tr I try to take uh, an extra one. I don't know, who I, I would say um, maybe, uh, maybe Brank might be looking the other way and I'm going to try to grab his. Uh, Brank will just give it to you. Yeah, Pip, Pip, Pip hands you, uh, theirs. I, I moved to, like, to sneak around. I, I like to think that Moxie also just, like, comes in first and then comes in at... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I moved back in line again, like, as if, like, as if, but then, yeah, Brank just, like, steps out, so that's, like, I'm, like... Uh, continuing with the flair for the dramatic, uh, Nyx led the team to the edge of the old city's wall, the town's wall, and uh, guided them, uh, explaining briefly that this, this very well might have been the original town of Zarketh before it was built upon again. Eventually they reached a gate, the face of which formed from an unknown metallic and stone substance that seemed to pull the very light from the sword, amplifying it. The face of the gate was finely crafted mural, a finely crafted mural, which depicted a winged figure uh, standing before the sun, arms raised, and below smaller figures looked up towards the sun in awe in what appeared to be an older, smaller Zarkath, its mountain covered in trees and lake full of fishing boats. Etched on the corner of this mural were letters in an ancient and curved script some recognized to be infernal and this gate this massive gate had no handle or key perhaps there was something hidden in the mural or on its surface which might allow them passage through surely to the outside world here we are is it clear there is there a way out or we need to you were saying that there's a it's the doors uh, after saying here we are and pushing the door it, it did not give I thought you said, here we are. Come on. Uh, I'll try my thaumaturgy trick. I mean, I'm pushing on this in the door. It's not opening. Maybe, perhaps it is a pull door. <laughs> oh, I hate when that happens. That happened a couple of times. <laughs> and then I'm like, trying, I'm doing this, the door trying to pull it open on the side. 
and just like, I don't think it is. A religion check on this door, Travis, to see if there's any like religious symbols that I think might look like maybe it's like a, you know, pushing on the sun or doing, you know. There are some letters in Infernal that roughly translate to DDM 4-3, uh, during the dark miracle, Canical 4, line 3, a canical of events that surrounded the dark miracle, the creation of the Darklands. The paragraph reads from memory, according to Nix, who cited it, uh, the moment you spoke this out loud and gave this information, truth flees from the light. And indeed, this door did seem to absorb the light. Can I cut myself on my blade one more time and hold up like a bright radiant light towards the the door and see if it does anything uh hand cut blood on the blade it um it absorbed more light but nothing seemed to happen i take my my dagger back from haven and then i try not the door i'm trying to crack, crack it open fortunately it seemed ah! sort of magical way doors being sealed with magical spells, mm. usually that can be triggered with passwords or code words or phrases. Um, sometimes there are puzzles, actually, to open doors. I would like to uh, I turn to everybody. Doorways were sealed. Let's all push upon it at the same time. Okay. And then maybe we say something together? While, while they're pushing on it, uh, Pipperine is going to say open sesame and abysmal. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, uh, abyssal. <laughs> in in my in my head, I'm I'm going to repeat. We'll make it together, and I'm pushing. Okay. It it failed to open. Okay. I know that was crap. What was the <laughs> phrase? Uh, truth. It runs from the light. Please, the light. Can I try to say, light in abyssal, or infernal? I know both. Sorry, which one? What was the language written in? Uh, it was written in infernal. You speak both, and please, it, uh, okay. it doesn't. Perhaps the people who made the door don't consider themselves evil? Pipperine says the full phrase in Infernal. It does not uh, give okay. way either. What about, do any of us have any magical spells left? Could, could it perhaps casting a healing spell or some sort of light spell on this door? It might require more light. I'm going to yeah. cast Sacred Flame. More light? The door is just more illuminated and pulls more of the light into itself. But nothing seems to be illuminating. Perhaps we should. I'm going to pull up my um, lucky dragon tail, dragon's tail, and I'm gonna try to f to brute force this door open with my shoulder, as I'm using this item. <laughs> <laughs> I would normally give it to you. I would normally normally. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I just have a fantasy where it works? <laughs> and just like I'm just like, oh, that would be so sick. The door dents. It even dents. Yeah. Perfect. So, yeah, we're just confirming that it's matching. I'm like, I've tried everything I can, you guys! Is it the opposite? Should we extinguish all the light? Let us try to exist in the dark. Perhaps that would work. If truth flees from the light, perhaps truth embraces the dark. That is probably the most intelligent thing that you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole nine in intelligence, so yeah. <laughs> uh, angrily, I just go around and I start like extinguishing lights, just like. A few moments passed very quickly, and the mural shifted, and from the darkness, uh, a form, a 
a figure, a shadow appeared over the sun, blotting it out, and the figures beneath all seemed to ripple across the mural and shape and shift. The dead brought back to life, the sun eclipsed, the living figures dis di uh, disappearing in fear, or just sorry, despairing in fear, or becoming undead themselves, the lake freezing, and a new city being built atop the old, sealing the bodies of the now dead to rest for a presumed eternity. However, to the keen eyes of Brank, Gladspeak, he noted something else was sealed within that old town. Perhaps living or undead, a creature, creatures with bags of cloth over their heads, growing to a horde which remained concealed on a small portion of that map. A shadow shape then began to separate from the wall itself, pulling itself off the wall, swirling and spoke, slowly reaching toward the team with a hunger not present in its soothing feminine voice that spoke the following words. Calm and feeble, friends of secrets, the living fill it, the dead keep it. So speak its name now and break it. And that happened as a result of us putting out the lights? Yes. Yes. Is it a vow? The living fill it. Fill it. The dead keep it. Secret? Uh, no. Now and break it. Friend of secrets, the living fill it. Oh. Oh, I know what it is. It's a riddle. <laughs> yes. And Pipperine gives herself a coin. <laughs> Haven will say in Abyssal, is it Fernal? silence? Speaking in Infernal, the word silence. The creature pulls back, the shadows recede, and the door opens just wide enough to accommodate you to pass. Wow, got it in one. Yes! I like to do the Sunday riddles. How do I say? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, let us leave this place. Yes. I will like go in through the door just since just a little bit to pass. I will I will go first because I'm just eager to get out. Mm -hmm. uh, Pippering heads uh, 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 gives Nyx uh, a large bag of coins. Haven uh, is walking oh, much yeah, go ahead. easier. <laughs> go ahead. What were you saying? What was it again? What's why? Much easier. <laughs> Uh, uh, Pipperine looks over at Moxie and just is like is staring at them and smiling as she hands a large bag of coins over to Nyx and then looks over at Moxie and gives him, gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> I I want to try to grab just the coin that she gifted herself. That's it. Oh, definitely. You get it. Like Pipperine is like. <laughs> yeah, I just like I just I just like grab that as you're handing the one. I'm going to go. Oh, you like and the, that's it. I just put it in my pocket and I go. Yep. And I keep shimming out the door. <laughs> I, I don't know what you did, but thank you for doing it. He looks much better now. Yay! Pipperine Gladspeak and the Gladspeak gang. And I go, hurry up, Pipperine! <laughs> uh, and, and Pipperine, like, does, like, this kind of wave um, to their surroundings. <laughs> and then, I, then I, and the I extend a hand from there to try to, to, <laughs> to bring Pipperine out. Yeah, and then it's just like a... <laughs> Yeah, just like a, a hand of friendship just to bring her out. <laughs> Haven would just go up to Nyx after the, that exchange and say, like Pipperine said, I don't know what you did, Nyx, but whatever it was, as long as you need it, you'll have my blade. Thanks. I appreciate that. The team returned to their contact, Regella of the Still Lake. And 
bored in her usual sense. She simply acknowledged them, stating that if no further killings took place in seven days, they would receive everything that was promised by Chef Caulfield. The gate sealed behind them and seemed to disappear under a sheet of ice, which fell very quickly after it. The cold returning to this place. I will wait until everyone gets to the other side. And then I'm going to close the door. I'm sorry, with you on the with you on the other side of it? Yes. I, I will say Moxie doesn't notice because Moxie's only just concerned about like, like just getting Pipperine out just because I'm like, that's my friend. Like, come on, yeah, let's go. You know, and and so that's all I'm really thinking about. And so I'm not gonna roll because I I'm completely tunnel vision. Like, I'm just like let out by survival, and then like my friend get her. You know, like that's about it. Okay, I'll roll a perception check then because I would definitely try to notice. Oh snap! But I am gonna say that Pipperine is like with Moxie, like being pulled away, and it's like the furthest away. I think she would point and be like, "Is Nyx?" not coming and then that's like it that's all that she'd say yeah yeah i think i think the nicks would have seen haven like lock eyes with her like turn around but just like nod we we just like yeah they they see it and then i'm just like huh like i i hear it and i believe it but like i didn't perceive it myself personally with that um i've never heard from again oh no brink did you see it brink with the second that pepperine like made notice of it because Brink has lost people in the past he would have spun around and just like started banging on the wall as and as like the sheet of of ice is coming down and would probably have to be like pulled away yeah Haven pulled uh, our, our, fear, our friend uh, Brink away from the door as the ice fell and uh, increased in, in sort of not quite an avalanche or a landslide, but just more of it came down uncomfortably. Uh, eventually, after a few attempts were made to try and get to it, they were forced to give up and continue on their journey to the Darklands, to Zarkath, to Regella of the Still Lake, who again really did not uh, pay them much heed except to say that their items would be delivered and to thank them briefly for their service. Their journey was continued and uneventful, and they were able to make it back home, away from the Darklands, back to the light of the sun. And the chef house, Caulfield, did make good on their delivery of gifts to grow the order. Uh, And when they returned, many things would be said about what happened and took place on that journey. On the, the night that the undead sought out the most holy order of undead fighters to aid them in an hour of need. And it was answered by Piperine Gladspeak's very own ghost slaying order. Their names would live on in infamy for a long time and they continued about their journey and uh, slaying monsters. Piperine, now also an established hero, founding perhaps a new tavern themed around the heroics of her life, which are now uh, advanced in her, her ancestors. Um, and with that, their, their journey ends for tonight. Thank you all so much for, for joining us and for playing. Uh, 
I really appreciate all of you and your characters were delightful and, and quite fun. How, how, do we, how do we find you, friends? How do we find you if we're, if we're looking for more things you make? Travis, thank you so much for that. That was amazing. That was a ton of fun. Oh my gosh, Ash, the drama. <laughs> <laughs> you just oh had my to God. go back. Oh my God, I love you all so much. That was amazing. Uh, uh, so again, for chat, my name is Janelle Santa Cruz Campbell. You guys can find me on Twitter under Janelle Santa Cruz uh, and all social medias and everything. I stream nearly daily here on Twitch as well. Uh, Janelle Santa Cruz, I play a lot of, um, I've GM'd a few TTRPGs myself, uh, one being Ratchet, which Omar was in as well. You guys can go back on my VODs and find those. And uh, Kelly Nugent was playing Nurse Ratchet. That was a ton of fun. And I stream uh, Magic pretty much daily, if, as well as like point and click games. And I love to just like have, uh, love love uh, a good fun Twitch community. And, and, and you guys are all um amazing chat I, I i think you guys are all just like brilliant and wonderful and i and um and thank you so much for being here but uh i will pass that on over to nick uh yeah hi thank you uh yeah travis this is great um this is a really fantastic adventure to be a part of i really appreciate this group um my name is nick you can find me pretty much all over social media at scry society um i run monthly charity uh one shots um on Twitch, usually D&D, but actually my next one next Saturday is going to be Kids on Brooms. Um, um, yes, we love that one. Yeah, so very, good. very excited about that. Um, and uh, you can also find me at um, Shard Tabletop. I'm the community manager for um, Shard Tabletop or Virtual Tabletop. Uh, for 5e so one of those two places you'll pretty much always find me and i am also uh, lastly so very honored and grateful to be um a jasper's game day ambassador for 2022 so um i really am appreciative of this and this opportunity and just as always want to say that you are not a critical failure can you can you explain a little bit more for people who might not know what jasper's game day is so we have an awareness yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, Ash can speak probably a lot better than I can, but um, Jasper's uh, Game Day is a nonprofit that raises funds for um, suicide awareness and uh, prevention and um, is all about removing the, the stigma of talking about mental health and uh, ambassadors like myself and um, Ash are trying to help spread that message in the community. I, I, I personally, I really appreciate that. So I, this is such a, a, a big thing for me to be a part of. So I appreciate that even more. Yeah. And I, I just want to say to everyone out there, if, if like you, if, if like today was like, oh, I can't like donate right now because close in a month or whatnot, um, you know, Jasper's game day keeps on going on. I, I will say, uh, I'll just say they have these lovely purple heart uh, dice. Uh, <laughs> Magical. Dice vaults that you can do. And that's like up there. And it is way less than any other purple heart vault. And it's a dual vault. I'm just going to like, it's a dual vault that you could have with things. So it's like, Amazing. I think it was like 60 or something like that. I, I should not bad at all. Yeah. For really good. So for two really good sets of dice. Exactly. So there's other ways to support that you can do like down the, down the, you know, down, down the, the trail, yeah. Yeah. down the trail, down the line. So yeah, there's, there's merch that you can buy with that too. And it goes towards um, helping with like, um, I'm sorry. I'm I'm saying Hat Haven in my head, uh, like he was saying for uh, mental health and then also suicide uh, awareness prevention. 
Well, uh, Marquia, do you want to continue on then? Since, uh, oh, yeah. yes. Hey, hi. I'm Marquia McCarty. Um, I am a professional TTRPG player, also GM. Uh, I'm a voiceover actor uh, and also a host and interviewer. I've uh, done a number of things like uh, Nerdist uh, and uh, Netflix, um, you know, host it for Netflix uh, and, and the such. Uh, yeah, so October, mm, uh, my podcast and animated horror series, Something Scary, you can find us on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash snarled and uh, see animated horror videos. Uh, that's weekly and that's like all year or wherever you find your podcast, put in Something Scary and you'll find fan adapted stories uh, from all over the world. Our focus is inclusion and uh, multiculturalism. Uh, type of a deal. So there's that. I'm also the marketing manager for um, uh, Hunters Entertainment. Hunters Entertainment is uh, the uh, game developer that brought you such amazing things like Alice is Missing, if you uh, know about that. Outbreak Undead, Altered Carbon. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we are launching a new game, Exquisite Crime, uh, that is going to be launching on Tuesday on Kickstarter next week, if you want to go ahead and check us out there. And it's a Kickstarter, it's a surrealistic uh, detective story where crime is an art. So it's, Ooh. yeah, so Tuesday, go ahead and check that out. But uh, to follow me on social media, at Markeia McCarty, M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y, uh, that's that's at Twitter and Instagram. Uh, for here, for Twitch and also TikTok, is at Darth Marquia. Yeah, like Vader. I love uh, it. And if you're Facebook, Marquia TV. So, yeah. I'll, I'll toss that over to Omar. Hey, everyone. I'm Omar. You can find me at Omar Najam on Twitter. Uh, I also play a ghost writer, um, literally a ghost that is an author, uh, Sunday nights over at Q Times on the show Power Play RPG. So check that out. And also... Um, yeah, like you said, Marquia, it's uh, it's Halloween, so yeah, I got it, Janelle. Yeah, yo, man, I'm just so excited because it's so fun. I love it. It's like favorite time of year, but also like that's my favorite, one of my favorite things that happens every favorite time of year. We yeah, what Janelle's referring to is um, uh, we run a festival once a year called Thirteen Days, Thirteen Shorts. For the last thirteen days of October, each get a theme, and people just make art. It's free. It's open. There's nothing. That's it. It's that simple. It's that basic. People just make art, and it's Halloween inspired. So check out Thirteen Days, Thirteen Shorts dot com. If you want to participate, you can still sign up for stuff and and make things and submit it and it's just a good time and also i hope everyone has a, a wonderful fun and safe halloween this year because it's my favorite holiday so I, I would like to extend the holiday wishes to all of you the only thing i want to add is that it doesn't matter if you're late on a on a theme nope uh so yeah 13 days no it doesn't pressure. matter if you if you do a theme from day one on on day 12 doesn't matter it's just fun man you know i gotta hire you as my manager man. i know right you're Come good on. at this <laughs> <laughs> On to Nyx. On to Ash. <laughs> Ash, a.k.a. Nyx. <laughs> no, come on. Hey, guys. No, uh, oh, thank you so much. Um, I am Ash, otherwise Ashley DeBard, on all social medias. Um, you can find me Wednesdays on Draxillion, Wednesdays on the Bard's Playhouse, where I DM Let Chaos Reign for my beautiful Chaos crew, which is coming back this Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. EST uh, with special guest uh, Zachary Valdo, uh, who's from ATL by Night. So please tune in for that. Um, you can also find me on... Um, oh, God. 
blue collar dm i have so many different things that i'm in uh blue collar dm where i play juliet the hot mess um on thursdays at 8 30 p.m and you can also find me again on friday for a double feature on the bard's playhouse uh where we play um vtm uh vampire the masquerade and we also play uh pathfinder 2e so please join in um and I will post it on my Twitters because that's where you can find most of my stuff at because that's where I put everything. Um, but I am most importantly a Jasper's Game Day ambassador and their event coordinator. Um, and I am absolutely honored to be a part of the organization that they um, that they have because it is absolutely amazing. They are a nonprofit, like Nick was saying, and they... <sighs> work so hard to break the mental uh break the stigma around mental health and make it normalize it um helping talk more about it and and whatnot and yeah like like again like nick said you're not a critical failure your role matters um so please go to jaspersgameday.com and you can learn about all the amazing things that they're a part of um yeah, there's so much information there if you if if you're going through something so check out uh jaspersgameday.com and thank you so much for allowing me to play travis you were absolutely wonderful <laughs> travis thank you so much and yeah this is great uh, I'm, I'm travis bengroff i'm the dm of dark dice uh, it's a similarly horror but very dark and, and scary uh, D&D actual play with, with lots of music and stuff. Come for the horror, stay for the hurdy-gurdy. Uh, the current season has myself DMing some people who are rather fun. They're actually comedians. And then uh, Jeff Goldblum is one of them, uh, and he's been having a lot of fun uh, this season. Um, but I try with my best to scare you. The other thing I do is I make audio stories, uh, podcasts. It's my full-time career, um, supported by fans. One of them is just called The White Vault. It's coming up. If you listen to it, you'll find out what's inside. The stone box. I'm going to tell you, it's it's probably not something you want to know, but it's going to be horror. I love making horror stories, and I'm really grateful to uh, everyone involved here for being here. You all were so much fun. Jasper's game day um, is mental health is so incredibly important because we focus so much on our bodies and working on our bodies, but you know. You can also work on your mind and it's not a bad thing and improving your mind and, and finding new ways to think and uh, finding ways to improve how you think and, and how you perceive things. So it's never, it's not a battle. It's just a, a part of life and something you should strengthen. Even if you're, you're good at mental health, we sometimes have weak days. So we should always work on that. Uh, lastly, very huge thanks to D&D Beyond for presenting and bringing this together uh, really uh, wonderfully. And we hope that all of you had fun mm -hmm. listening and watching, uh, and, and thank you.